Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Fan. Good morning, I'm Mark Deshark. Ohio State has now lost a school record 17 straight road games after falling at Minnesota 88-79. Elijah Hawkins scored a career-high 24 points, 17 in the second half. As the Gophers improved to 8-7 and seven in the Big Ten, the Buckeyes fell to 5-11 and 11 despite 25 points from Bruce Thornton. Meanwhile, the second-ranked OSU women won at Penn State 82-69 as J.C. Sheldon scored 20 points. Sheldon becomes the eighth player in program history to score 1,900 career points. And more good news for the Buckeyes. 14th-ranked Indiana nailed number 4 Iowa 86-69, so the Hawkeyes fall two games behind first-place Ohio State in the Big Ten standings. Indiana is a game and a half back. This Sports Center is sponsored by BMI Federal Credit Union. Earn a $200 cash bonus when you open a new free checking account at BMI. Visit bmifcu.org slash free. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Friday. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the General Bobby Carpenter, finishing off the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer today. Coming back from the high seas. We got your favorite pitcher's favorite pitcher, Jensen Lewis, with us, of course, today. And our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. J-Lou, happy Friday to you, buddy. Weekend is here, man. What's going on? Good to talk to you. You too, brother. You were right on your prediction yesterday. It's going to rain. And it did. And uh, here we are. We're we're still in it. We're hanging in. Um, Don't know if you caught any of the uh, Dodgers and Padres game yesterday. Uh, A tough beat uh, for anybody that bet the uh, no-run first inning uh, as the Dodgers were able to slip past eight eight runs in the top of the first uh, en route to a pretty big blowout win. Uh, But baseball is back. We have a uh, quadruple header today all right uh, on the diamond uh for those of you that are looking for um you know any uh any any gift ideas for the spring i would highly recommend these see-through fanatics pants hey i uh, was we were going to talk about that later i mean that is <laughs> i saw a picture yesterday first of all i saw way more than what we bargained for while perusing some of these uh pictures of different uniforms but I saw a picture yesterday of two Guardians players, and I, I don't know who they were, uh, but it was the first look at the new Guardians outfits, uh, their new uniforms, of course, uh, that are sponsored by Fanatics. And I'm like, yeah, you can see, obviously, you know, like the compression shorts that one of the players is wearing, like the Nike compression shorts under the pants. Um, but you can also tell, like, the jersey sleeves are different on the uniforms. I'm like, what? What are we? This is a multi-billion dollar industry. What are we doing here? I mean, <clears throat> imagine, imagine Roger Goodell's face. Yeah. If the and it doesn't matter what kind of of uniform for the NFL jersey, Matt. Imagine if any of that came to the NFL, uh, it would be burned immediately, a la like the LeBron jersey, and then it would it would absolutely never see the light of day, again. buddy. So, they're yeah, ba- we, like that's bad. 
there's bad beamer yeah. as brad pitt said you know there's and then there's 50 feet of crap and mm. then there's us yeah and that's where fanatics is right now brutal it was a i mean it's a dumpster fire i mean you just mm-hmm. got see-through pants like i said i i saw way more than i bargained for looking at some of these uniforms across the league yesterday hmm so bad, dude. Uh, and also the back, the back of the jersey names that look like the giveaways. They, the people's they just know, look so cheap, I'm so sorry, cheap. Um, I told you yesterday I played at the wrong time, uh, but for the NIL, yeah, uh, I played at the right time yes. uh, when Majestic uh, was doing the jerseys. God, those things were so. Ha- I mean, they had it had to be a brute in July and August. Um, I mean, with her thirty pounds, like wearing a Kevlar vest out there. But at you least, know, at least he didn't have to worry about the see through pant. Yeah, actually, what they did really well, Beamer, and and again, the the evolution of of how uh, that company really worked with the Players Association and MLB. So yeah, you're right. It it did feel uh, a couple of those jerseys because we would save our our navies for more of the night games, yeah. especially the colder games, because those were our as non breathable ones as we had. Mm-hmm. And then the very following year in 2008, they came out with the mesh breathables. Okay. And it didn't matter after that. It was it was fantastic. So big reason also why we wore in at home. It was awesome wearing our sleeveless uh, whites. Yep. And and again, you just wore your your navy t shirt, whatever you wanted underneath. I loved the I loved the uh, vest. I really did too. The reds. Yeah. I, I oh the reds know, are iconic. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's great too, especially when you get into the, the big time heat. Uh, and anyone who's been to Great American, you know, in July and yeah. August, I mean, you're you're losing five pounds sitting out in the lower bowl anyway. So, uh, yeah, buddy, it's um, it's a crisis. Uh, we, we're on it. Um, I'm not sure if uh, if Jack Bauer is out there to uh, to get it done for us and and figure out where the stolen merch has been, but. Uh, here we go. Yes, yeah, is it Michael? Is it Michael Rubin? Is the CEO of Fanatics? Right? Is that is that correct? I, I think that's right. I'll look it up and double check. He had his know. all. He had his all all white party uh, down in I think out in the Hamptons. Oh. I, I think once a year. Right? I mean, where go you've ahead. got like all the the A list celebrities, and I think CJ was there for some, like <laughs> CJ Stroud was there even before he had taken yeah. a snap in the NFL. And it was this past summer. And like it, it's a A list celebrity who's who, right? And I, maybe they just got the idea from some of the see through outfits. Of the all white party. I, I don't know, but you're right. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yes. Well, let's hope it uh, gets fixed up here pretty soon. No yeah. Hey, it's spring training. They got a month, you know, yeah, to, it's, to figure it's, out the uh, the heavy duty stuff. The old adage, it is spring training for everyone, including the <laughs> uniform makers. Dear Lord. Oh, man. We got an awesome show lined up for you here uh, this morning. Buckeyes go one and one last night on the hardwood. We'll break that down coming up here in our next segment. We'll check in from the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. Uh, Ohio State wide receiver, Ameke Buka. He sat down with Bob from the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer a little bit earlier in the week. You're going to hear that coming up here around 635 a little bit later on this morning. Going to do a little deep dive uh, on the NCAA, Jensen. Uh, they take one step forward, two step back, two steps back consistently. And there's a lot of a lot of things, some rule changes going on yesterday that uh, I don't necessarily know uh, was a good thing. Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota maybe will join us at 7:20. Jeff had texted me last night, um, late he's last. AT&T guy. <laughs> he's not an AT&T guy. He had, I okay. guess, he had messaged me from his computer that he has no idea where his phone was at. So I don't know from oh, the geez. time that he messaged me to 7:20 coming up this morning if they found it. So uh, either Jeff will join us at 7:20 or we'll do a guards and Reds breakdown at 7:20. Cool. So uh, we're gonna call Jeff right before and see what's going on with that. But uh, it's either going to be Jeff or Reds and Guards breakdown coming up here at 720. Austin Ward live from Pinehurst Cup day number two. 
for him? How did the team event wow. go yesterday? What's on tap coming up today and into the weekend? Who's got the leaderboard? Of course, in some Buckeye talk uh, with Austin Ward at 735. Presbez doing some presidential stuff yesterday, was unable to join the program. He calls in today at 8.05 right after the re-rack. So about two hours away from right now, uh, general manager, president of your Columbus crew, Tim Bezbachenko is going to join the program at 8.05. And then we round things out, as we always do, with A.J. Hawk. He jumped off the Buckeye cruise in the middle of the week. He is back. He is safe. He has landed. He is back in Columbus. So A.J. is going to round things out with us, as he does every single Friday, coming up here around 8.35. So, so, so much to get into. Such a little time to do it before we get into anything else today. It is Friday, the 23rd day of February 2024. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Mark the Shark. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, Dr. Shark Levy. Yes. What do you got lined up for us this morning? Well, today is February the 23rd, and I'm going to start you off with a pretty incredible story from this date in 1885. In Exeter, England, a 19-year-old man named John Lee was sent to the gallows for the murder of a woman he worked for. He insisted he was innocent, and there was no direct evidence of Lee's guilt. The case was made solely on circumstantial evidence. Anyway, they put the noose around Lee's neck and pulled the lever that would release the floor beneath his feet. But something malfunctioned, and Lee was not dropped. Mm. Strangely, the equipment had been tested and found to be in working order. During a test run, weights were used, and they plunged to the ground when the lever was pulled. So, the hanging of John Lee was attempted two more times, but again, nothing. Wow. (laughs) Authorities decided it was an act of God. Lee was removed from death row and sent back to prison. He would spend the next 22 years in prison in England before being released, and then Lee got the heck out of there and emigrated to America. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty... That's crazy. It's one of the more interesting stories that... We've had. I've never heard that story. Before. I hadn't either, Beamsy. Wow! In 1896, the Tootsie Roll was introduced. A man by the name of Leo Hirschfield from Brooklyn invented the Tootsie Roll. He named the candy after his daughter Clara, whose nickname was Tootsie. That's great. 1954, a group of children from an elementary school in Pittsburgh received the first injections of the new polio vaccine developed by Dr. Jonas Salk. The impact was immediate. In 1955, there were 14,647 cases of polio uh, polio in the U.S. A year later, it was down to 5,894. And thanks to the vaccine, by the 21st century, polio cases were reduced by 99% (laughs) worldwide. That's pretty good. 1978 at the Grammys, we had our first ever tie in the category for Song of the Year. Co-winners were Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life, which you're hearing right now, and Barbara Streisand's Love uh, love Theme from A Star Is Born. 1983, the USFL's New Jersey Generals signed Heisman Trophy winner Herschel Walker to a then-massive three-year, $5 million contract. Herschel couldn't go to the NFL because you couldn't leave college after your junior season. It's about the going rate for a running back right now. That's mm, yeah. <laughs> about right. <laughs> yeah. So the USFL said, uh, you want to leave Georgia, you come hither, young right. man. 1985, Indiana Hoosiers coach Bob Knight threw a chair onto the court during a game against Purdue. Fred Jasper's now chasing Bobby Knight back to his chair. 
And he's got, got him right there. Here's the tees. Look at here. Look at here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free throw lane. He picked up another tee. It's 11 to 6. We're just five minutes into the contest, and this has erupted. Now we got three. Now we he's got gone. three. He's yep. gone. Well, I'll tell you, that just kind of demonstrates the kind of year it's been over here and uh, total frustration, but there's really no excuse for losing your poise to the point of throwing a chair across the basketball floor. You know, that image is burned into my brain seeing that chair skid across the floor. I didn't know it was five minutes into the game. Yeah. <laughs> 11 to 6. We've yet to, we're just past our first media timeout. That's <laughs> terrific. We didn't have media timeouts back I then. I realized that as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> 1994, Cleveland Indians owner Richard Jacobs announced that he will pay $10 million yeah. to name the new baseball stadium Jacobs Field. Yes. The ballpark opened six weeks later. It would remain Jacobs Field through 2007, and then Progressive Insurance purchased naming rights for $58 million over 16 <laughs> years. So it's been progressive field since 2008. They had... Shark. Uh, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Okay, you said what year did he pay $10 million? He paid $10 million back in 94 when the stadium in 94. opened. Yep. Okay, so just for inflation purposes, that would already be this year, it'd already be $20 million for name year. It's over 100% inflation mm. rate. Wow. the crazy? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's not they uh, progressive had discussed naming it Progressive Park, but that name belonged to a picnic facility in Council Bluffs, <laughs> Iowa. So they went with Progressive Field. They didn't instead. want the cease and desist. Yeah. By the way, that uh, Progressive Field, uh, Progressive Deal, runs out after this season. Right. So we'll see if they re up or if the stadium has a new name next season. I'd like you to purchase naming rights, Beamer. Okay. Beamer Stadium. Beamer Park. I would name it. I would know. I don't know. I would name it Shark Stadium. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Nineteen ninety-seven. At, Beam- at Beamer Field. Yes, correct. Shark Stadium. Well, yeah, at Beamer. Obviously, at Beamer, Beamer Field at Shark Stadium. There you go. <laughs> On this date in nineteen ninety-seven, NBC showed Schindler's List completely uncensored. Oh. Sixty-five million people watched. <laughs> This is the heartbreaking end of the movie with Liam Neeson and Ben Kingsley. I could have gotten more. I could have gotten more. Oscar, there are 1,100 people who are alive because of you. Look at them. If I made more money, <laughs> I threw away so much money. <laughs> you have no idea. If I just... There will be generations because of what you did. I didn't do enough. You did so much. I could have got one more person. And I didn't. I cry. Oh, yeah, I cry. Oh, man. Cry. That's not, it's not high on the rewatchability meter. Schindler's List, but it is a terrific film. Yeah. Terrific. And a true story. Yeah. Mm. Of course. At the 2003 Grammy Awards, Nora Jones wins Song of the Year for Don't Know Why. We'll hear from her at the end of the show today. Three years ago today, Tiger Woods crashed his car driving south of Los Angeles, severely injuring both legs. Birthdays today. uh, Paul Tibbetts was born in 1915. He was pilot of the Enola Gay, dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. After retiring from the Air Force, Tibbetts worked for Executive Jet Aviation in Columbus, now called NetJets. All right. Tibbetts died in Columbus in 2007 at the age of 92. Former Nebraska football coach Tom Osborne is 87 today. 
Raiders Hall of Fame receiver Fred Bolitnikoff is 81. Golfer Steve Stricker, 57. Actress Emily Blunt is 41. I love her. Mm-hmm. Patriots head coach Gerard Mayo is 38. And actress Dakota Fanning is celebrating the big 3-0 today. That's what By I have way, for you, Beamsy. Good job on that, Sharky, as always. Uh, Emily Blunt and Oppenheimer was fantastic. Just saw it yesterday. Oh, you just watched Oppenheimer for the just first time? Watched it. Yes, oh, man, it's, watched it it's, ter- it's terrific. Did you watch it, watch it at home or did you go to a theater? No, I watched it at home. Okay, because we watched it in the theater, Jensen. Yeah. And when obviously when the when the you know when the whole thing goes off, yes, it's yes. it was quite the uh, yeah it was quite the experience. Spoiler nice. alert: it went off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When the thing well. gets detonated for the first time, yes. I mean, we know we know how that ends. Uh, it goes, it goes like the, off somewhere. Yeah, like the end of the Titanic. Like we kind of figured yeah. out how how that one ended uh, as well. I'm glad you watched that. And yes, she is. Um, she is oh, rather terrific. In that. It's a very very good movie. Buckeye men's uh, hoops. They made history last night. In not a good way. And Buckeye women's hoops. They continue to roll. We'll get into those next morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday to you. Right now, no crashes across central Ohio to let you know about, but definitely tracking a foggy commute for you this morning, especially if you're coming in from Marysville, from Dublin, even in Plain City on 33. Things moving a little bit slower. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jockstrap, and grass clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee. You were listening to Morning Juice. So, mouth or enema? Well, Friday edition of the program, Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark. Coming up here in our next segment of the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer, Amek Buka, wide receiver for the Buckeyes. He joined Bob Carpenter. Uh, so you're going to hear that coming up here. Excited to hear that. Uh, it's been great content that Bob has provided us uh, all week. So uh, stay locked in for that one. Excited to hear from Mecca. Uh, it's been great. Lathan talking about, you know, Schlegs yesterday in the weight room and having to earn back uh, your Buckeye gear, Jensen, and, mm-hmm. you know, being in the grays and all kinds of different stuff. So we've, we've gotten to hear from a great group of Buckeyes, all in which have decided to return. Uh, and we're very excited to watch what they're able to accomplish here this season. Do you want to do the good or the bad uh, first here? Because we're on. Uh, we've got both. We've got both planes to <laughs> both planes to cover with the Buckeye hoops teams. Yeah. Well, let's land the bad one. Uh, emergency landing here for uh, the men's side because, dear lord, um, history and and yep. really at a point too watching that game yesterday. You're like, I, I was trying to harken back to my playing days. Beam of. All right, I've been part of ten game losing streaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's it just feels like anything and everything goes wrong. Doesn't matter, uh, and and even on the road, like it feels like there's no respite whatsoever. Well, as we know, there hasn't been a respite <laughs> for the men's team on the road in, no. in quite some time now. No, there hasn't been. Uh, it's been what four hundred and twelve days. I want to say they said on the broadcast last night it had been four hundred eleven. So. Fast forward to today, Jensen, which means it's 412. Uh, you do now own the singles, not season, but uh, the all-time school record for road losses in a row at 17. That is, I, I don't care what you're doing in a row. 
losing 17 of something in a row is a really, really tough pill to swallow. And, you know, Jake Tiebler, they obviously had the, the massive, the mega win uh, on their home court against Purdue on Sunday. The barn is a tricky place uh, to go. And Minnesota's a, they're an all right team, but they're pretty good uh, at home. And I, the, I'm watching the beginning of the game. Right, and Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota jumps out to an eight nothing lead. Uh bomb three, go down, hit a contested mid range jumper, and then bomb three to make it eight nothing. Jamison Battle is getting um tormented to high hell. I mean, you know, the booze and everything raining out. Obviously he had played his career before joining Ohio State uh, at Minnesota. So he was hearing it from the student section, uh, which is all fair in love and war, and you know, that's why we like college athletics so much. And then he kind of turned things around a little bit. I mean, there was one point in the game where he just went nuts so, but he finished with twenty one points. Uh but anytime you again you lose seventeen games in a row, that's gonna be a hard pill to swallow. Now the fascinating stuff for Ohio State moving forward, they're on the road against Sparty coming up here uh on Sunday. So we'll see what happens with that one. But um the interesting part about the head coaching search for Ohio State, uh I don't know if you've heard the latest name that has been tied, but early talks and again, this man is still going through his season right now. Uh, but the early talks so far is that Ohio State is in contact with Dusty May. And if you ask yourself, well, who is Dusty May, Brandon? Uh, I will tell you. Dusty May is currently the head coach for the Owls of Florida Atlantic, who made that nice run to the Final Four last year. Now, okay, that's good. You know, bringing a mid-major guy, that's all well and good. Uh, this year, they're 20-6 and six or 10-3 and three in conference. Um, they've got dudes all over the court. I was watching a little bit of their game last night or a couple of nights ago, and uh, one of their players threw down a monster dunk. Uh, but again, in early talks with Dusty May. Now, I look at this, Jensen, because Shark had mentioned Indiana and what what they do. And blowing leads on home courts and being booed, and Shark said it might be a minor miracle if Mike Woodson keeps his job. I'm, I kind of look at this, and I, I don't know if this is, you know, conspiracy theorists or what. Like Mike Woodson obviously still has his job, and I don't know if he'll have that at the end of the season and what the Indiana brass is going to do. Uh, I look at this as a potential pot sweetener for Dusty May because he is an Indiana alum. So I'm almost thinking we're in negotiation with him. If Indiana moves off of Mike Woodson, and I don't know, I'm not familiar with the Hoosiers buyout and what that is, but that's almost like a pot sweetener to me to get back to his alma mater at Indiana. Again, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, but that's kind of where we're at. I think there might be a nice little bidding war for Dusty May mm. services. Um, <clears throat> Mike Woodson's buyout at IU is roughly $12.5 million. That's about the bit, same as Holtman. A little bit more. So... I, I, money is probably not going to be. Let, let's let's look at it from a thirty thousand foot level, just on the program itself. Okay, we're just a few years removed from Ohio State being like, okay, we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. We're we're doing things the right way. Okay? We're two seed. You get back to back really bad tournament losses right yeah. early, and and then it, it was it just it just felt like hey, you used the Titanic reference earlier. There there was no way you hit the iceberg in that first tournament loss and it was just taken on water from that. I mean you can kind of connect the dots there. Okay, and I'll ask you the two questions that I think that that athletic department over there at Ohio State is trying to ask themselves. Okay, we what what is our identity? Like what Correct. do we want to be known for, right? Yeah. So so that you have to answer that first. And I don't think it ends up being a money thing, Beamer. I, I honestly don't. I think it ends up being, where are we right now? And what is this program? Because like the guy you bring in from day one has to be a, a culture. Like This is how we do it. Mm-hmm. Your guys should be walking out of that meeting. I don't give a damn if he wins the press or not. Yeah. 
your, your, your first meeting with your players, because of the, the way the transfer portal is and everything, you have to win over that locker room immediately in the first 60 to 90 minutes. If you don't, then it, then it probably doesn't matter who you bring in. So that's their hardest question to answer is, what's our identity? And then matching that up with, of the candidates we think could be available or could come available, who fits that bill? So it'll be intriguing to see when eventually the decision is made and the questions are asked, how did you get to this decision? What really meant more to this athletic department in the hiring process. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then on that, you know, the team talk aspect, if you have to also know who your guys are going to be because they could have already be gone. Like, yep. right. I mean, at the exactly. very end, because the transfer portal is already open for the Buckeyes. Like as soon as Chris mm-hmm. Holtman was fired, that 30 day window opened. So, I mean, you're going to get perhaps an exodus. And if Dusty May finds himself or whoever is going to be taking this Ohio state job, they find themselves in the tournament. Like you could already be looking uh, at a barren cupboard for your roster. So it's fascinating stuff. We'll keep you up to date with, with anything that kind of goes on uh, on the Ohio state coaching search. Buckeye women's team. No problem last night over at the rec hall at Penn state, 82 to 69 victors. And the good news for the Buckeye women's team last night is that Indiana smoked Iowa how about uh, that? Yeah, they smoked Woo. Iowa last night, which is which is great news for for the Buckeyes. And Jensen, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about these this last three game stretch, and this was really going to be kind of the deciding factor for the Buckeyes moving forward. They have a game and a half lead on Indiana. They have a two game lead on Iowa to secure a regular season Big Ten championship. They need to win two out of their next three. So destiny is in their own hands. They have Maryland coming up at home, who they just beat on the road uh, a f- not a few weeks ago anymore. I mean, that was a little bit a while ago. Uh, I believe that was in the month of January. So that was right before the Iowa game. So like that two-pack of games was really good for the Buckeyes. Um, so they got Iowa coming up here on Sunday. Then you have Michigan at home, which is a revenge game. That's the only loss that you've suffered in the Big Ten so far this year. Uh, I'm sure that the Buckeyes are going to be ready for that. And then you travel to Iowa City against Caitlin Clark at the very end of the year. That's their end of the season. Um, so we'll see what happens on the front. But good news last night, Buckeyes storm Penn State. And then, um, like I said, Indiana beat Iowa. So they control their own destiny, which is awesome to see. It has been such an exciting year for this group, and <clears throat> to think of the depth um, and, and I guess the the top heaviness too of where the Big Ten is at. I mean, you you really could see, depending on what the draw is going to be, uh, if if nothing more than an Elite Eight matchup. Man, if you got both sides of the bracket where Ohio State and Iowa could clash mm-hmm. uh, in the Final Four. I mean, what an endorsement for the Big Ten Conference period, but that's been a joy to see uh, at the top of the conference, kind of the back and forth. Uh, credit to to Ohio State and, and how, as a team, uh, they've been able to have the market consistency because, let's face it, they've, they've likely flown more nationally under the radar because of Caitlin Clark in the Big Ten. Yeah. So uh, you, you love to see that they've played with – I'll bet they've played with a little chip on their show. Like, hey, by the way, we're over here, and oh, yeah, we beat them. Like, give us a look here. Let's go. Ohio State wide receiver, Mecca Buka. He joined Carp on the Buckeye Cruise. That's next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, a foggy commute for your Friday. No crashes to let you know about, but things are moving a little bit slower on the northwest side of town. For drivers coming in on 33 in the Marysville, Dublin, even Plain City area, planned for a couple extra minutes. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is one twisted mother. This is Morning Juice. On a Friday edition of the program, Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark, the General, Bob Carpenter, out on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer, supplied us with some great content this week, talking to former Buckeyes, talking to current Buckeyes. Uh, last one we're going to hear from Bob uh, is with Ohio State star wide receiver, Emeka Ibuka, who came back for his final season here at Ohio State. They're on the seven seas. Take it away, Bob. I'm here with Emeka Ibuka coming back. His second year on the Buckeye Cruise. What was this second year now like for you after being here? Tommy, Cade, Steele, you're a veteran. You're with a bunch of these young guys. What are we teaching them? Yeah, we got a, we got a whole bunch of new dudes on the cruise this year, so they kind of look at me for all the spots, all the all the nooks and crannies on the cruise, but we're out here having a good time, not taking it too seriously, um, kind of taking a step, you know, get to know some really great people and have some fun. So you saw some of the stuff going on, you know, teammates, all the cancer things. As we go through this, you know, you're a guy from the West Coast. Did you have any idea when you came here, now being in your second year of this, the impact of like Buckeye Nation and everything that goes into this when you committed here? Yeah, not at all. I was definitely a newbie. I knew nothing about Ohio State when I committed. Um, and, you know, it's, it's gone all past all my expectations. Um, I was really a novice, and now I'm really learning what Buckeye Nation is um, and the family we've cultivated here. So um, I'm just super blessed to be a part of it. So you decided to come back, you know, going through your fourth year. You're the veteran in the room now. You've been part of some great receiver rooms. You know, what is it like being the leader of, of a young group that's very talented, but now you're the veteran guy? Yeah, it's a big responsibility, but it's also um, it's also something that I'm super proud to be. I'm proud to be the old guy in the room and to kind of, um, you know, teach, teach the young guys the ropes and kind of, you know, bring that torch and pass it on to them next year. So um, it's something that um, I have a ton of honor about, and I'm just looking forward to this year. So talk about passing the torch, and that's a big thing is, you know, you look at how good that receiver room has been. You're the guys that have come through there. You're coming back now for your last year. What are some of the things that, you know, Brian Hartline, he was a teammate of mine. He's yeah. a coach of yours. He's been here for a long time. You know, what makes that room so special? I think it's just the competitive nature within it. Um, we all compete with each other every single day. And you kind of go into the room with the mindset of, like, when I committed there, I'm like, okay, I'm chasing Chris and Garrett. I'm chasing Jackson. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like the young guys have that mindset when they come in and they know what it is. Um, and you're working your way. You're working for the approval of your peers, of the guys who have done it before you. Um, and we just made that a culture in our room and we, we strive every day to get better and better. So, you know, everyone talks about Marvin logging all these hours on the Monarch. You're the veteran guy now. Are we are we dating the Monarch the same way that Marvin was with the young guys? Yeah, I mean, I was on it with them all last year and I'm going to be on it with them this year, or I'm going to be on it by myself this year if I have to. So. No, not by yourself. How do we bring the young guys around? Because that's the big deal is leaving the culture room. How do you convince? You know, you've got these elite guys, Carnell Tate, Jeremiah, so you see how like the athletic ability they have and you look at yourself coming in, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, being a veteran, how do we convince those guys? How do you lean into them to say, hey, 
this is the way that it needs to be done and kind of teach them that way of the room. Yeah, well, the most the most powerful influence is peer pressure. So, I mean, just pulling them out there with force if you have to, but um, what we like to do is just lead by example. If you see a, a bunch of guys doing it, um, it's going to be, become a trend. It's going to become a, um, a hobby that we're able to do. So um, I'm just trying to set that example beyond there after hours so guys see it and they want to join. Talk about a hobby. Most people want to talk about catching balls off of jugs or monarch as a hobby. I love that about you, Mac. You've been working hard in the weight room. You're in the off season now. And you're working through some things. But last season was a little tough for you. You obviously had the ankle injury. What was that like kind of battling through everything? Maybe not quite the season you expected battling through injuries. Yeah, I mean, that's just part of the game. So something you got to realize when you play football. Um, at the time, I thought it was unfortunate. But um, it's led me to here. And it's led me to now. And I'm back at Ohio State for my fourth year. Um, and I feel like it was the plan that God had in store for me. So um, I'm looking to take this opportunity and just run with it. Does it feel weird when you look around the room? You know, there's no Marvin, there's no X. I mean, you know, some of these guys, Cam, that have been around for yeah. so long. You're, you're now the veteran guy, like way older than everybody else. Is it is it awkward? Like, does it feel a little bit different? Um, I would say it's different, but it's not bad. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it is weird to look around and see that you're the older dude and kind of, you know, um, you're not in the room with some of the same guys that you once knew. But um, we have a special room, not just um, athletically, but uh, good character, young men um, that I, I'm excited to, you know, spend more time with and, and play on the field with. So you decided to come back. Was there was there a decision that went into that? Any doubt you wanted to leave? Like, how did, how did you kind of go about this process as you entered the offseason? Yeah, it was the most 50-50. 50 I've ever been about uh, a decision um, but I just heavily relied on my faith um, and I was just constantly in prayer and, and, and reading my word um, to try to discern where the Lord wanted me to do and, and he let me back here um, and with that decision there was there's was no if ands or buts about it I was fully committed and fully locked in you guys have you know you mentioned your faith and everything that goes into that and you guys seem to have a very tight bond on the team like when you decide to come back and you see everybody else come back you know what did that kind of mean when there was an opportunity for probably a lot of guys to leave including yourself but you chose to come back and stay you know is, is that a reflection of the program some people question kind of the, the brotherhood the culture you know when you choose to come back I mean what do you think that says about everything yeah I mean these guys on, on the team that I spent these last four year was, years with they're all my brothers um, and I cherish every opportunity I get to play on the field with them um, and I'm not going to sit here and say that you know rallying the troops was our, our main focus I mean everybody made the best decision for themselves um, but it was definitely a weighing factor and we're looking to do something special this year so you're here with the crew guys on the cruise you're the veteran dude I mean is there anything that we're trying to teach them anything that's going on I mean we've got the new hairstyle we've, we've, we've let it up a little bit yeah. I mean we're trying to have a good time yeah we're having a great time out here uh, we're looking to do all the excursions and, and stop at all the places see all the sites um, and just meet some great people so we're excited so lastly my man, Anthony Schlegel, he, yeah. he was my middle linebacker. He's back now. He's a strength coach for a number of years, came back. There's, you know, Coach Parker's had some issues medically, so he's filling in. Yeah. What has it been like having him around here the last couple of weeks? Oh, dude, he's awesome. Everybody loves him in the building. Um, I've, I've known him for a couple of years now, just, but I've never been coached by him, so it's really it's really fun. He brings a different dynamic to the strength staff, um, and he's going to push guys to get hard. Uh, to, uh, he's going to push guys hard to be better, so we're excited to have him on the staff, and um, I love spend every day with them. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. There they go. Hameka Igbuka, Bob Carpenter from the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. Every single player this week, when asked about Schlegs, is like, yep, 
guy brings a different attitude uh, and a different intensity. So it's great stuff uh, for Bob all week. We thank him very much for his work on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer out there on the seven seas. Amazon paid a whole heck of a lot of cash to stream one NFL game. That and Quick Hitters next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a happy Friday to you. No crashes to let you know about, but definitely a foggy commute for your Friday morning, especially if you're coming in on 33 from the Plain City, Marysville, Dublin area. Plan for a couple extra minutes as things are moving just a little bit slower. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. Yeah, we here on the Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Got our man Jay Lou filling in for Bob as he is on his final day on the Buckeye Cruise. Let's let Sharky shine. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Hey, Shark. Yeah. A very, 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 very happy weekend to you. <laughs> Friday It's our favorite day of the week. And we've got J. Lou on here. Of course. Yeah. It's better than that. Who's got it better than us? I can't. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. There's nothing better no than, stuff. than <laughs> hearing his voice. <laughs> Saw him on TV yesterday. Big, yeah. big rock star. Oh, yes. And he even mentioned uh, Cole Reagan's uh, uh, Kansas City pitcher, which I'm sure you've never heard of Beamer. But I, no, that's my guy. It's oh, my favorite, my one of my favorite players. I, I didn't know that anybody else was paying attention to him, to Cole. And then J. Lou dropped it on uh, MLB Network yesterday, and I said, that's my man, J. Lou. So Got to do it, baby. Yeah. All right, let me take you back in time a little bit just to show you how crazy <laughs> this is. In 1962... CBS paid the NFL $4.65 million to televise the NFL games. How much? $4.65 million. Okay. That's oh for the whole season and <laughs> postseason. <laughs> okay. The AFL games at that time were on NBC for 615000 a year. Fast forward to 2024. Amazon is paying $150 million for one wild card playoff game. Now, this past season 2023 peacock reportedly paid 110 million for a wild card game so in one year beamer those rights went up 40 million dollars it's a pretty wild situation to think about um listen i i like the i'm okay with the stream jensen and i yeah. know shark, shark is not and shark has made that well very I, apparent. I do have amazon prime so i can watch those i don't i'm not subscribing to peacock you're not subscribing to the the peacock nope. uh, you're not hopping on apple plus you're not doing any of that any okay. of the streams other than amazon mm-hmm. um i don't i don't mind it because you know the nfl does their thursday night product on amazon right i mean that's a that's a built-in one game a week that is 17 games throughout the regular season that you're getting Thursday night act. Well, I guess 16 because they don't do it in the final week uh, of the year. 
So, like, we know where to go for Thursday night football. And, yes, they should have the rights to be able to broadcast a playoff game. So I've got no problem with Amazon shelling out the do- I don't feel bad for Jeff Bezos one iota. So if they have to pay $150 million to uh, guarantee themselves a right to stream a playoff game, then that's okay. What is dumb to me and I don't quite understand is the idea from NBC, who is traditionally on linear television, right? I mean, the Sunday night games are on linear TV. They are on cable. You're able to watch that on your cable box. But then all of a sudden in the playoffs, it's like, no, watch Peacock. Do it on the stream only. Like, no, we know where to watch Amazon games. Amazon, we are familiar with. Like, then all of a sudden you're ripping away the NBC game and putting it on Peacock. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense for me, but I guess good for Amazon for shelling out 150, bo- 150 million bones for this to happen. Uh, just to back in 2021, just for perspective of why this is literally a drop in the bucket for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2021, their reported revenue per month, uh, <laughs> per month, was $19 billion. That's oh. B, $19 billion. Oh. Uh, So that $150 million payment doesn't even get to about 1%. Of that's the uh, that's the finance intern who you know check marked that box for yeah. them. Well, what we thought was intriguing was when the RSN thing and the Amazon you know rumors were starting. Yeah, is they added that two ninety nine you know ad free thing and we're like, oh god, this is genius. They're just going to put this out there for like a couple of weeks, generate the revenue, and it's paid. Yeah. for the hundred and fifty million they put in for the MLB side. Um, I'll throw this out here too, guys. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when uh, your little cable provider is going away, and it's going to end up being you're you're going to be all a cart, yeah, direct to consumer, all that. It's coming. So, people that are are in this position, and Shark, I love you, buddy. You're going to have to onboard here sooner <laughs> than later. We're, we're not gonna we're not gonna take the shuttle without you, but limited seating available. The longer you wait, <laughs> you know what, Jensen? It's not even the fact that Shark doesn't want to do it. We have Bob and I have offered him passwords and yeah. usernames to get on there. Yeah. It is the it's the premise of the matter. Oh, that I get he, it. It's the principle yeah. that he is. You you will die yeah. on that hill. I'm, well, gone gone are the days of the remote where you could just hit the last button. That's fellas. the problem. YouTube Jay. TV brought it back. That's the problem. I've got cable TV and I can <laughs> yep. switch back and forth. I can, yeah, moonshiners, <laughs> pawn stars. All over the place. I know the day is coming. I I understand that, but I'm not going there until the Guardians or the Cavs or the Blue Jackets Mm -hmm. start streaming. Then I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to give in, but for I believe now, a, a wise I'm, man once said, uh, we're not going quietly into that dark night. <laughs> I, and here's another thing. I know the NFL, they, they talk about growing the game and all yeah. that other crap. Yeah. They're they're loading up their pocketbook. That's they all are. they're interested in because the game on Peacock, the wild card game on Peacock, had the lowest ratings yeah. for a playoff game since 1991. But it was the highest streamed playoff game ever. Yes, yeah. but if they <laughs> no. really wanted people to watch the product, they wouldn't yeah. put it on a streaming service. They All put right. it on a streaming service because they want the money. So guess what, fellas? There's about 230 million Amazon Prime subscribers, and yeah. that's worldwide, guys. Yeah. So guess what the ratings of that Amazon wildcard game is going to be when you already have Roughly 230 yeah. million. Yeah. That all I got to do is flip over to Prime Video and bang, you've got it. It'll be it'll double up the Peacock game from probably. Last year. Oh, I think it's higher than that. I think I think it'll quadruple, probably even five times it. 
Raheem Morris was the Rams defensive coordinator the past three seasons, but was hired last month to be the Atlanta Falcons head coach. And when he built his new coaching staff in Atlanta, he hired a lot of his former buddies from L.A. Now, you would think that might have ruffled the feathers of Rams head coach Sean McVay, but no. McVay said Raheem took most of my guys, but it's a great opportunity for them to elevate their careers. And McVay is rooting hard for Raheem Morris, J Lo say J Lou, J Lo. Oh boy, that's, yeah. sorry about that. Uh, he's back in the gym. <laughs> he's he's one of my best friends. He's a great leader. I think that the mutual admiration society, no question about it, behind closed doors. Uh, I think Sean McVay wants to just absolutely crush the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, sure, you and, do. And, and any upstanding coach would do that. But again. Here's the we talk about all the time, right? Bill Belichick coaching tree, Nick Saban coaching tree. Like those guys take pride in beating their understudies. And listen, you know the master, the 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 Jedi Knight still has it. Uh, I, I I love though that there is mutual admiration here because again, fellas, you just never know where you're going to run into people in that in that industry and, and in all industries. Like you make a great impression, you get a great referral from one of the best young coaches in the game. And who knows who ends up coming to your staff where they call Sean McVay and they're like, did you really like him? Did, yeah. you know, are you just doing the right thing here? Like, is this a good thing for me? Uh, it's that That's my take here because it's hard to hear a bad thing about Raheem Morris around the league. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, too, I mean, it's pretty impressive how he's built his way back from being the Buccaneers head coach and kind of the disaster right. that was, right? And then you join Sean McVay and you go up with him and uh, kind of work, your sa- work yourself back up the ladder and again, I mean, we we flayed Artie Smith <laughs> this past yeah. year, the Falcons head coach, for not right. implementing um, the weapons down there in Atlanta. And if Raheem Morris is capable and willing and able to do that with the staff that he puts together down there, uh, then he's going to have a really good time. But there's no doubt these dudes want to beat each other. Of course, man, they're su- super competitive. The NCAA continues to take one step forward and two steps back. That and the re coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday morning to you. No crashes that we have right now, but definitely tracking a foggy commute for you this morning. Things moving a little bit slower on 33 over on the northwest side of town. Plan for a couple extra minutes if you're coming in from the Marysville Plain City area. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwolf. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Cash Browns and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark. Coming up here in our next segment around 720 this morning. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join the program. Talk all things CBJ. A little trade for the Jackets yesterday. Emil Bemstrom going to the Penguins. Nylander. 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 Coming here uh, to the Blue Jackets and a six-round pick uh, from the Pens. So check in with Jeff coming up here at 720 this morning. He did find his phone, so that's great yes. news for everybody involved. I know he's panicked about that, and he was texting AT&T, me at AT&T uh, subscriber or no? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't, right, by well, the way, did, did we did we get that fixed yesterday? I, like, I know that you, we're weren't, back you weren't having yeah. the problem, but hmm. nationally, did they 
they get that ratified? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyone listening to us in Alaska, uh, if you want to call in, uh, just give out the number. And we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll make sure it works. You let Shark know. Uh, we'll get, as, <laughs> right. as Uncle Bo says, yes. uh, we'll get the kids from MIT uh, on that thing. 735, yes. about 30 minutes away from now. Austin Ward, he's going to join the program. We will talk some Buckeyes, but more importantly, we will talk Central Ohio Two-Man Scramble League on their annual Pinehurst trip. Uh, and day number two, getting ready to be underway at the Pinehurst Cup. So what were the standings from yesterday? What happened? How's everything going with A-Word Sports? So he's coming up at 735. It is Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is Christmas Day. Crew hosting Atlanta United in their first game back uh, with MLS. So we're going to check in with Prez Bez, Tim Bezbachenko, President General Manager of your Columbus crew. He's going to call in at 8.05 here a little bit later on, about an hour away from right now. Talk about the season upcoming for the black and gold. And then AJ Hawk, he's going to join the program. He's back from the Buckeye Cruise uh, for cancer. He's going to join the program, round things out with us every, he does every single Friday coming up here around 8.35 a little bit later on this morning. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. j yesterday I gave you the option between uh, one and a million. Today, give me a number between one and ten million. Uh, let's just go nice and easy. Lucky number seven for Sharky. Number seven, 614-821-9710. That's the phone number. You get in. If you're caller number seven, you're going to be walking away with a four-pack of tickets to the Open Season Sportsman Expo, the Ohio Open Season Sportsman Expo. Heads to the Ohio Expo Center March 15th through the 17th, featuring door prizes, industry experts, and the latest hunting and outdoor products on the market. I would imagine that Schlegs will be there uh, as well. And if he's not, then we're going to make him go. Discount tickets are available at OpenSeasonSportsmanExpo.com. 614-821-9710. That's the phone number. Caller number seven. You get in. Uh, you talk to Shark. You're going to be walking away with a four-pack of tickets uh, to go to that expo again over at the Ohio Expo Center. Buckeye men's hoops lose last night. 88-79 uh, against Minnesota. They were down big early. They fought like hell to get their way back. They had a horrible last couple of minutes of the first half and then could never really gain momentum back in that game. Losing streak on the road. Historical now. This iteration of the 23 team into the 24 team owns a 17-game road losing streak, J. Lou which is obviously not a great situation for them. One of those situations also overall that, okay, what, what's happened has happened. And, and I've always been that person that, yeah, you learn from, you learn from the, the lessons of not only this year, but it's the past couple of years, right, Beamer, when we look at the program overall. And, and as you look for your future leader, whether that's in-house, whether it's not, there has to be a little shock to the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a mentality going on the road, whether it is college, whether it is pro. There Sometimes, and I say this for, for pitchers that are getting knocked around or giving the hitter too much credit. Hey, sometimes unload one. You know, behind a guy, like uncork it, uh-huh. get a guy uncomfortable. Not to say, you know, in basketball, you just got to forearm shiver somebody, but make them feel you like get the momentum or get that, that grit and that, that, you know, intimidation back on your side. Haven't really seen it from that group and, and throughout the losing streak on the road in conference. You know what I mean, Beamer? Like, I can't yeah. think of a time during this streak where I'm looking like, okay, uh, they they really found a way. Whether they they got close to winning 
um, or not. Well, Penn State, they, Penn State in the month of December, <laughs> well, up, true. up 18 points, but then true. obviously that vanished away. Full meltdown, right? Yeah. But but in in a in a 40 minute span of yeah. they imposed their will. Yep. Uh, it was a tough. It was a tough. Like I can't think of one. So from a mentality standpoint, that starts with head coaching, and and let's see what happens here in the future. Yeah, they, I didn't hate necessarily their shot selection last night. I thought there were a couple of questionable ones, but they were some like there were some really bad shots. Really, really bad shots. There were air balls. Uh, there were shots just clanking off the rim, and it was a bad situation. So you're at Sparty on Sunday. See if you can get that done. That's a four o'clock start uh, on the fan. Buckeye women's team continues to roll, eighty-two to sixty-nine uh, against Penn State. Yeah, fourth quarter, no problem. I mean, you had a pretty big lead. Uh, the Nittany Lions did outscore you by nine in that quarter, but again, uh, it didn't matter. They were playing at the rec hall. It was a pretty cool scene yesterday, but here was uh, McGuff, the crime dog, in charge of the number two team in the country, talking about jumping out to that big lead. I thought that is the key to the game. Like, you know, they obviously have a very talented team. They've had a lot of big wins this year, but they haven't played as well lately, and I thought if we could really jump on them early, we could put them uh, kind of back on their heels, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah, it is what happened. You were up 26-10 to 10 after the first quarter. Uh, you got outscored by three in the second, and and then you were able to kind of extend that lead into the third, and then uh, you're able to do what you wanted to do. I mean, the Buckeye women's team, it, it's really, I mean, it mesmerizes me when we get to the end of the game and I'm looking at the box score, Jensen, like 27 turnovers. So they, they live between 25 forced and 30 turnovers like every game. And, you know, McGuff said to us uh, a couple of weeks ago when we had him on, like, yeah, we feel good when we get to like 18, 19, and they're just continuing uh, to blast that number out of the water. So another great performance by them. Good news, too, on the front and a chase for a, an outright Big Ten championship. Indiana took down Iowa last night, uh, so that was fantastic to see. The Buckeyes now have a one-and-a-half game lead over the Hoosiers. They have a two full two-game lead uh, over Iowa. Now, if they take down Maryland, they're in their final three games of the season. They got Maryland coming up at home. They have Michigan coming up at home, and then they finish out their season uh, on the road against Iowa in Iowa City. Now, if they win on Sunday, they clinch a share of a Big Ten championship. If they win two more games, uh, any one of the two, then they win the outright title. So it was great to see uh, Indiana holding home court last night and blasting yep. Iowa. And now, I mean, destiny is all yours. You win two uh, of your next three. You are outright Big Ten champs. You win one out of your next three. You get the co-title. And also to think about bigger picture items here, uh, as the bracketology portrays at the moment, you have both Ohio State and Iowa as projected one seeds. Ironically, though, Beamer, uh, they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Mm-hmm. So if they were to meet, it would be for the national title. And boy, wouldn't that uh, be one of those great <laughs> Titanic matchups. Be, and again, that also ironic, it'd be a revenge uh, spot sure. for, for Iowa. Well, so, it depends on what it could be. The, I mean, it'll be the rubber match if they do. Yes. Well, depending on what happens also in the Big Ten tournament. Like, they Correct. could meet for a third time. And then, potentially in the tournament, they could meet for a fourth time. Uh, yeah, so great stuff. They continue to hum along there. Uh, but again, a win on Sunday against Maryland at home is a share of a Big Ten regular season championship. Um, the NCAA continues to take one step forward and then two steps back. A couple of things yesterday. Uh, we know that the early signing period is not good for college coaches the way that it is right now. But from a report uh, of the Athletics, Nicole Auerbach, the NCAA is considering moving the early signing period uh, to the Wednesday of Conference Championship Game Week, which falls <laughs> on December 4th uh, in the 2024 season. The signing period will last between three and seven days and will allow high school prospects to sign a national letter of intent before the transfer portal window even opens the Monday after the college football playoff field 
is revealed. I was reading this uh, little wrap-up from 11 Warriors. So the Collegiate Commissioners Association mm-hmm. also is considering implementing a summer signing period in either June or August. If a summer signing period summer signing period is implemented, athletes would have three separate chances to sign their NLI, uh, their national letters of intent. Of course, the national signing day we got in February, the one in June, July, or August, whatever they're going to do, and then moving that one up a couple of weeks. I don't know if that necessarily helps coaches in their crazy month of December, yeah. but I'd have to think that they at least asked for help on this from coaches and conferences. But again, I'm not entirely sure given the uh, happenstance of what the NCAA continues to do in, in rules. I, I, I still am flabbergasted by uh, how uh, this, this whole process continues to, to take on a life of its own. And I, and I realize it's catered, you know, more so to, to big time football and basketball. However, um, there's, there's gotta be a bit more uniformity here. And I, I just wonder, uh, as we get to the super conference portion, uh, if it's inevitable that, that the train will be off the tracks, because then it's, it's basically what the sec and the big 10 want to do. You know, you have 16, 18 schools probably at some point and everyone else can have to fall in line. Like where, yeah. where yeah, is the equal and opposite? Where, where's the check and balance? You know, here it, it's going to become a dictatorship, Beamer. Uh, it already and, uh, is. Again, we're we're we're, I, we're lucky that we're in one of those driver's seats for it. it. It doesn't really affect, right? As I said, our our big time football and and basketball exploits. But at some point, you know, when when does the Rebel Alliance become, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 schools on the outside, and they just finally say enough's enough? Wait a minute, are so, we the Sith Lords in this situation? Yes, I, yes, I would not are. say we're the Empire, but. <laughs> That's we, the SEC. Technic- That's technically, them. we're in a good spot to be in. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we're okay. Yeah, we didn't press detonate on the uh, the blowing up of the world, but we were there. No. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. Uh, I also saw this from the NCAA, and I guess they changed some rules. And this is so so stupid. The NCAA changed some rules in an email. Uh, photo shoots not the only thing gone from recruiting visits anymore. So you can't do the photo shoot what we're all used to seeing, right? I mean, these guys go on their official visits, their unofficial visits. They get in the gear and they hop in there and they post it to social media, you know, looking sweet. Like we all know exactly the picture uh, that I'm talking about, right? So those are gone. <laughs> the NCAA said you can't do that anymore. But that's not the only. That's not the only um, brain buster here. Um, Says so schools can no longer desk. <laughs> This is so dumb. Schools can no longer, it is an NCAA violation. You can no longer decorate prospects' hotel rooms on official visits. All cookie cakes and snacks must be handed in to recruits in the lobby. What are we doing? What? Why? What does it matter if they're rec- if they're decorating the hotel rooms or if they're handing out cookies and cakes or cupcakes? You can't have it in the room for the guys, but as soon as you walk into the lobby, sure, here you go. Like this is really what we're spending yeah. our time and our dollars on. I had uh, uh, again. We, it's a family program, so we cannot read the immediate replies uh, to this. <laughs> so this the post, first one is the best one. First if, uh, one you is, and I, if and you and I, uh, it's think of the Louisville situation. Yes, uh, is that still allowed? Yes. Uh, well, all I can tell you is speaking from experience. Uh, we had a, a group of, of of young ladies named the Vanderbilt Gold Stars, uh, and they would meet top prospects on their walk arounds of, of campus on official visits. 
I'm not sure if this was planted, but they did a great job from from Vandy Baseball. Um, it was Miss Alabama uh, who met me to walk around campus, nice, uh, and show the athletic facilities. I have to say, I was a bit more uh, concentrating uh, on on the surroundings and everything that was going on. I was a bit more locked in. So, job well done. Um, hey, to each their own. But I mean, come on, this is this is overkill yeah. uh, when we when we can't even get a playoff right. Oh, we can't get in. It's the bagel and cream cheese situation again. Who knew that cookie cakes? Who knew that cookie cakes would be the recruiting violation you never knew you needed to get away with or or get away from? Congrats to Ron from Mount Gilead. He's the winner of the four pack to the Open Season Sportsman Expo. He was talking to Sharks that I've never won anything before in my life for calling in. So congrats to Ron uh, for getting that done. Good number, Jensen. Good job. It all worked out. In the stars uh, for him. So he's going to be going to that again March 15th through the 17th over at the Ohio Expo, Expo Center. Jackets insider Jeff Svoboda, he found his phone. He's up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Friday morning to you. A couple issues we're tracking this morning right now. Lanes are blocked on I-71 southbound just beyond the 670-71 split. Because of a crash, crews are working right now. Expect very very slow-moving traffic on those southbound lanes this morning. Also, watching a disabled vehicle on the southeast side, the right lane is blocked on 33 westbound at I-270 northbound. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stegger. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. The alarm clock is just such a bad sound. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark here. A little Friday edition of the program. We've got our great friend with us this morning. Morning Juice presents Talking Jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau. Left wing circle. Takes a shot. And he scores. Here's Johnny. Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing. Proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Heading out to the Bryan Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Check with our good friend. He is Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota. Jeff, thanks for the time, buddy, as always. Uh, appreciate it. On a scale of one to most nervous you've been in the entire world, how <laughs> nervous were you when uh, you were texting me last night a little bit later and you couldn't find your phone? I mean, what happened? Where was it? What was going on with that? It was a little bit of a miscommunication, I guess, between myself and my phone. I was having trouble finding it, and which is weird because I'm in the exact same room that I'm uh, in with the phone, so I had no <laughs> idea where it was. And I'm glad I found it because it's, you know, one of the highlight of my week to get to talk to you guys. So I'm very happy to be here. Well, of course. I mean, it should be the highlight of your week. I mean, I get to talk to me or Shark, but to talk to Jensen. Uh, you can pick his brains on the new uh, great-looking Fanatics uniforms uh, <laughs> that we've got across Major League Baseball, Jeff. But uh, they did, Jackets did make some news yesterday. Uh, made a trade. Emil Bemstrom gone. Alex Nylander coming in from the Pittsburgh Penguins in a six-round pick, uh, I believe, as well. I mean, just... Uh, kind of your thoughts overall on this move, and could it be a precursor to what's going to happen here uh, as the deadline rapidly approaches across the league? Well, I, I have said I don't think it's going to be a particularly um, 
active deadline for the Blue Jackets just because of the players that they have. Um, but at the same time, I didn't see Emil Bemstrom being traded. So I guess you don't know what's going to happen uh, when these when these general managers get together and start talking about things that they want to do. And it's a it's a classic hockey trade in that you have uh, two players that I, I think GMs probably think they look at them and, and can get more out of them. Uh, you know, Alex Nylander <clears throat> was a number a top ten pick. I mean, he was a player that was drafted very highly by the Buffalo Sabres back in 2016. And so the Blue Jackets probably look at him as a guy that even though he hasn't played 100 NHL games at this point, he's someone that you think you can, you know, maybe get something out of. You can put him into your 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 system and uh, maybe be able to create something out of him uh, that even though he's been with a couple organizations up to this point, uh, you can get something out of him. And I think that the Penguins probably look at a guy like Emil Bemstrom I think the same thing because he's a guy that had a great, you know, great success over in uh, Sweden before he came to North America. So both GMs probably look at it as a, you know, we've got these assets that we think we can make something out of. So let's make a trade and see if we can uh, go there. But at the end of the day, you look at the numbers and they're both players who have been, you know, guys who have not really been full-time NHLers up to this point. Bemmer has at times, but uh, Nylander really has not. Uh, but, you know, you, 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 you make a move and you hope that you can figure something out about it and, I hope it works out very well, but uh, you know the, the history probably shows uh, that they're guys who are you know we'll, we'll see where this ends up. Uh, they're pro- they're not superstars by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you see what you, you make a move and, and you hope that you can maybe find some hidden value uh, that maybe another team or another organization couldn't find up to this point. So uh, both teams probably looking at it that way, and we'll see how it uh, how it works out. Jeff, it's Jensen. Uh, speaking of moves, uh, how about the move for Jack Roslovic going to the top line with Boone Jenner and Johnny Gaudreau? I know in your game preview for tonight, uh, the the four point uh, game or four game point streak, I should say, uh, for Roslovic since he's joined the top line. Uh, the the idea for you when when you saw that happen and, and kind of the mentality behind it, because uh, man, it's uh, it's been pretty solid here for the last week or so. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, look at the numbers that they've been able to put together the last couple of games. I think they've outshot teams. Uh, the Gaudreau, Jenner, Roslovic line in the last four games has outshot teams, uh, just shot attempts 77 to 40 in the last uh, four games, which is pretty impressive. Uh, they've outscored teams 8 to 2. Uh, there's been a little bit of chemistry there. Uh, and, and who knew, I guess, to a certain extent. I mean, Jack Roslovic's another guy that you look at, you know, the, the trade deadline, and he's the unrestricted free agent to be the only one on the roster for the Blue Jackets. And so you're probably thinking of, the, you know, that's, those are the players that get traded this time of year, uh, the guys that don't have a contract for next year. So, um, you know, th- there's the possibility that that happens. Obviously, Jack's a local guy and someone who has a lot of talent in his game, uh, even though, you know, he's been through ups and downs and, and had that, you know, that kind of uh, situation where, you know, <clears throat> have, have the Blue Jackets been able to get – the most out of him at times were the Jets, uh, but but he's a first-round pick as well back in the day, and now showing it. And his speed and his ability to create uh, has really fit in with, with Johnny Gaudreau, who's playing great right now. Uh, if you look at it, this is probably the best he's played since he's been a Blue Jacket, uh, just the way he's been able to create offense the last 25 games or so. And then you add in Boone Jenner, who's kind of in that same boat, who comes off the All-Star game and is playing really well. Uh, I think maybe anybody they put there would be playing pretty well, but Jack has fit in. With his speed and his creativity, uh, it's worked out well that those three, right at this moment, have really been able to mesh well together. And then you add in the way the Russian line is playing. Uh, you've got two lines that you can really turn to back-to-back uh, that you can put out there and play well and, and feel like you have a, a pretty good mix there uh, with those two, those two groups that are playing well right now. He is Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Um, Jeff, I know that we've talked about potential of this team, and I, I really... 
you know, the youth and kind of everything involved and how they've got a great farm system. And, you know, when are you going to start proving yourself at an NHL level? Um, but one of the guys who I think that we're all excited to kind of watch and, you know, as he grows as a player is Igor Chinikov. What's, I mean, you've seen him kind of flourish in these last couple of weeks or so. And, you know, he, when he gets a goal, it's, you can obviously see uh, the thrill in his face. But what to you is kind of his top line potential uh, looking at him? Yeah, I think he can be a stud, yeah. uh, and I, I've said it all along. But yep. when you have a player that you look at his skill set, and he he's bigger than you know, he's not he's not bigger than everybody else. So he's, he's he's a big guy, but he's faster than everyone else. You look at his uh, the NHL edge statistics that are out there about his abilities and his speed burst and his ability to uh, when he hits his top gear, he's he's he is faster than everyone else, and he shoots the puck harder than everyone else. And so if he hits the net, uh, there's a good chance the puck is going in because. <laughs> He just has that ability. So if you have a player that's, that's faster than everyone else and shoots harder than everyone else, you've got a pretty good player. And so it was just a matter of him kind of figuring out the NHL. And, and he came over in 2019-20 and, and was raw. He, he's a player that there's still more to get out of because yeah. he has. You know, he's still figuring out the NHL level, but you, you watch him play, and he's playing better right now than he's ever played before. And I think there's a lot more there. So it's, it's really fun to watch him start to get to that next level and, and start to put it all together. And I'm, I'm excited to see how much more there can be there because, like I say, he's got the skills. He's one of the most skilled players in the NHL. It's so funny that you look back and he was the guy that they drafted that no one knew much about, but he comes over here and you start watching him play and, and everything he brings to the table, the, the mix of skills that he has. There's not a lot of players that have his skill set in the NHL. So I, I'm excited to see just how much more there is there. But you're starting to see it come out, you know, 12 goals, I think 22 points in the last 26 games. Uh, he's been a point-of-game player basically for the last month and a half or so. And there's even more in there. So I'm excited to see how it keeps growing for Igor Chinikov. All right, buddy, before we get you out of here, tonight um, <laughs> with the Sabres, uh, as Andy Bernard would like to call them, you got Margaritaville night uh, over at Nationwide Arena. Are we donning our best Paul Keels Hawaiian shirt for this evening? <laughs> well, I will have to be dressed in my best attire, but uh, there is a giveaway Hawaiian shirt, and I love it. Did Shark have that queued up? He was ready to go uh, for that. Uh, that sounds great. I think it's going to be a fun night at the arena, expecting a sellout, but anytime you can have some Margaritaville music uh, playing in the background, um, I think we're going to have a fun time tonight. I'm excited for it. Buddy, uh, always- in, in, in February 22nd, yesterday, National Margarita Day, it's, it's, it's meant to be. Absolutely it is. Have a few tonight. After the game. Uh, don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> Always appreciate it, Jeff. Have a great day. Uh, scroll social media, which I know you were unable to do yesterday because you lost your phone. Uh, appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Looking forward to the coverage tonight. We'll check in again next week, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There he goes. Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Outline. Jeff's waiting until tonight uh, for Margaritaville night over at Nationwide Arena. I'll tell you one guy who isn't, who's in day two of the Pinehurst Cup, Austin Ward with 110 jello shots is next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Friday morning to you. Right now I-71 southbound is very slow moving into the metro because of a crash at that 71-670 split. Right now left lanes are blocked as crews work to clear up a crash over there. Also still watching a disabled vehicle on the southeast side. The right lane is blocked on 33 westbound at I-270 northbound. In the 10TV traffic For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. I'm from Margaritaville night over at Nationwide Arena with Jackets Insider Jeff Sabota down to the beautiful, scenic, tall pines of North Carolina. A guy who considers himself the mayor of Laramie, Wyoming, who holds the shuffleboard record at the Ranger, and most impressive, the commissioner of the Central Ohio Two-Man Scramble League. Here's Austin Ward. And Austin is brought to you by Awaken 180. Heading out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with the commish, who is not the commish this week. Well, he still is the commish. He is not a captain. He is just a participant in the Pinehurst Cup. Uh, buddy, appreciate the time. One, how are we feeling today? What's the damage on the jello shots? And how did yesterday go? And what are we in store for today? Uh, wow, that's a lot of questions, Beamer. Uh, does, does Jensen know that I'm not on the show to talk about Ohio State today? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, happy Friday morning. I feel great. Um, Allie and I made on Wednesday night 102 soldiers. And they're all dead. Oh, <laughs> oh job well done. They are gone. The last seven were taken out to the fire pit last night when the pairings were announced for today. And Captain Rupp and myself uh, had an accord and finished them off. Uh, there's the two of us. Day one, I feel great. Uh, much better than last year when you called the check-in on Friday morning. Yeah. I actually had water yesterday, which was important. Um, so I'm hydrated, ready to go. I, I peeked my head out this morning. Beamer, the echoes through the village of Pinehurst from what happened on the 18th green at Mid-South yesterday oh, are still echoing. Uh, we had to use Google Earth to confirm that the 85-footer I buried on the final hole to win the match uh, was legit. And by the time that we get home, it'll probably be 95. But <laughs> it's one of the greatest putts that the world has ever seen. Uh, it gave us some big momentum. We needed it because we are down two and a half to one and a half heading into a huge Friday. Um, Austin, you, you remind me of a few quotes from Oppenheimer uh, with with mm. that whole setup. Uh, I am become death, the destroyer of worlds, um, and and no man should escape. Or I'm sorry, my childhood did not prepare me for the fact that the world is full of cruel and bitter things. So uh, let's what what is it? And I'll throw this out to you. So. Uh, bucket list moment for me the other day on Emily Network Radio. I got to interview one of my childhood idols in Greg Maddox. Uh, and as I'm sure you well know, Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin, one of the great trios of golfers for starting pitchers mm. in Major League history. And he said that Smoltzy was almost Jordan-esque, like out for blood, wanted to make you feel uncomfortable no matter the wager. Uh, do you guys have anything else uh, outside of, of obviously the someone who wants to win this thing? What else is unique uh, about about the setup for you guys there. Yeah, I, this, so we've always done it just individually in the past, and that okay. doesn't quite work. So I changed it this year to a Ryder Cup format, which has Love enhanced it. it. When you're talking about those three guys on the Braves and the trash talk and the gambling they do, <laughs> like what, what can make this a little more competitive than maybe yeah. it's been in the past where we always pretty much knew who was going to win going into it or at least uh, what the top couple spots were going to be. 
this this shook it up. So we had a draft order. The two captains that I appointed have uh, a history of bad blood between them, mm-hmm. and they are also the most uh, evenly matched on the course. So I'm, I'm putting this in okay. their hands. They have a chance to win. They have a chance to claim the Talamore Cup that's on the mantle in here. Uh, of course, you've got some side action for every nine-hole match that's going on, but I think that really leveled it up four and four. Um, and that that did bear itself out on the scoreboard yesterday to get us rolling. And and I have to look in the mirror, J. Lou, for myself because I did not show up ready to play in the morning nine. We were down four after five, and that was a it was with Beamer. That was me and Patty. That's that's the A group that we expect to score points, and that's been the wow. difference so far. So I've got to I have to have some self reflection on that. I I did think that the way I responded with those big putts down the stretch was important for me and for my team. And and I'm going to go do my best to follow that up this morning. He is Austin Ward, a participant in the Talmore Cup with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. You never really get to talk to, you know, uh, elite athletes during competition, Austin. So this is quite the unique situation. It's, walk-in, uh, it's almost a walk and talk beam. It is, yeah. yeah. It's like we're like we're like Nance in the booth, getting able, you know, being able to talk to you. It's it kind of <laughs> sounds like I mean, you you and Patty yesterday were like your guys Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay uh, at the Ryder yeah. Cup, just letting Team USA down. Well, I don't. I have to point the finger at myself, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that one of those people in that match was driving the van and the other was drinking half a bottle of Captain Morgan. So I'm not going to say that. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I've never seen my teammate play worse than he did in that opening night. But again, I'm not talking about Patrick. I'm talking about myself. I didn't deliver. I have to do that today. I'm going to be playing with him again. Our team is going to need us. You're going to play with all your your three teammates twice throughout the weekend. Patrick and I are going to have to both do some self-evaluation about what we're the way we're treating our bodies, the way we're preparing to go play, our mentality on the course. If we can hurt Brian and stop him from hitting 350-yard drives and making every punt that he works at, I don't know. There's got to be a solution out there, uh, and all we can do is control what we can control. Uh, Austin, uh, last one from me, buddy, and, and all I can think yeah. of is the Kobe Bryant press conference where he just simply says, "Job's not done." It's not done. Uh, Job's I, not I mean, I, it, and again, you, you, as we say in baseball, you can't win the World Series in April, but you sure as hell can lose it. And and I I, I wonder if if that same sentiment rises to where your your mental state is at this moment. I, I, we've channeled a little bit of President Whitmore on the show the last mm-hmm. couple of days. Uh, I mean, if there is no more inspiring world leader in movie history, perhaps, you know, that gets played for you uh, before you get to the to the first tee box. Yeah, what you're saying resonates with me a lot right now, Jay Lou. This is uh, <laughs> we're in the thick of it. You know, Friday's the longest day of the three. As you yeah. say, you got to get through Thursday. And we had a yeah. chance. We could have thrown it all away yesterday. We did not. We 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 rallied. Uh, we, we look at the weather conditions, and we don't make excuses. You say it's wet out there this morning in in Pinehurst. Well, guess what? That's a hundred percent chance of birdie conditions for me. So let's let's go out there and throw some darts. Um, you got to think about. Uh, getting through 27 holes. You're going to play with everybody on your team today. You're going to have a four-man scramble in the, on the bonus nine. We're not scared of the re- weather. We're not looking at the weather bug app and going, oh, goodness, a uh, 50% chance at 11 a.m. Who cares? Go play golf. Go go out there, and if you need an umbrella or you need to go to the pro shop and buy some rain gear, make some adjustments. This is on you. To these are the, These are the elements. There's no lightning. They're not going to pull us off the course. You go out there, did Payne Stewart, when he was in Pinehurst in 1997, complain about the rough being too long or too wet? Absolutely not. 
he's he struck an iconic pose, and I bet that I do that today at three o'clock. I mean, you're feeling feisty. I love it. it's not even eight o'clock in the morning, uh, and right. you're already feeling chesty. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no, it wasn't. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, best of luck today. I'm going to need an update so that we can uh, get the troops rallied. Don't blow it on the first nine, buddy, and we'll check it again next week. All right? Have a great time today. Don't put that in the world. Go team <laughs> turn. There he goes. Austin <laughs> Ward with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Online. 102 dead soldiers on the Jello shot front between Wednesday evening and mm. Thursday night. That's um wow. That's a pretty impressive feat. Uh, trying for, to think what was down there. Trying to think what's the equivalent on the Bourbon Trail. Uh, you know of doing. I mean, again, that's, six that's tastings a, at different places. I, God, I don't man. know. I mean, you get you get through three in a day. Three tastings in a day. <laughs> yeah. and you're in Stumbleville. You're you're, you're in uh, complimenting wheelchair mode there for sure. Surprised he was able to talk uh, yeah. this morning. Yeah, he was always so fired up though. That was uh, great stuff out of him. We'll let you know it has this juice next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday morning to you. Still watching slow moving traffic on I 71 southbound just beyond I 670 because of a crash. Crews are working in the left lanes. Keep this in mind if you're coming in from the north side on I 71 southbound. Also, watching a disabled vehicle on the southeast side. The right lane is blocked on 33 westbound at I 270 northbound. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stockton. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. Oh, we're here on The Juice. are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Newman Roofing. Call Newman Roofing today at 614-NEW-ROOF or visit online at newmanroofing.com. All right, J. Lou. It's a Friday, buddy. Uh, the world is our oyster. Getting ready here for the weekend. It's got you juiced, my man. Um, I, I think I'm kind of in a smorgasbord. Um, uh, the first one is, I, I, and I'm not going to steal your thunder because I know you sent it in our little text thread here, which I think is going to be an awesome thing if that is what you're juiced about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're into hot take season oh, yeah. uh, here for, for MLB uh, because we get the games underway. Uh, I'm sure San Diego Padre fans, after getting... Uh, are seeing their team get drubbed yesterday. Uh, the season's over. Uh, better luck next year. Uh, Dodger fans are probably like, yes, we scored already like 12 runs. Uh, we're going to win every game. Um, I did a couple of hot takes on the uh, on the hot stove show on NW Network yesterday. Uh, I said the 2024 uh, version of the 2023 Texas Rangers uh, would be the Toronto Blue Jays this year. Okay. And I, th- I said there will be back-to-back Coles in the top three of the AL Cy Young vote. So Garrett Cole won this past year the AL Cy Young. 
I picked Cole Reagans to go along with uh, what Sharky was alluding to uh, before talking about it. So uh, if you, if for people out there that are looking for futures uh, for the uh, individual player awards, uh, Cole Reagans in 12 starts last year among qualified starters to finish the season. Third only to Spencer Strider and Blake Snell in strikeout percentage. <laughs> That's not two pretty so. good guys. Throwing it out there. If uh, Blake Snell can win the NL Cy Young or a Cy Young period on a non-playoff team, uh, why not Cole Reagans uh, pitching in the AL Central? I mean, I, I love that. Do we have uh, – you know what? I'm going to look it up. Uh, I don't even know if futures – I know that futures are available for team. Uh, let's see. Award winners. Let's go. American League Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. You, uh, you is- need to scroll down, but that's why this is such a hot take. And I do like the uh, Blue Jays take too as well. Yeah. All right. Well, but, all right. I'm going to I'm going to look for this shark. In right. the meantime, uh what Schleg's got to say? If there is one thing that the Lord blessed me with, he blessed me with Metroflex gym in the 90s where I worked out with grown men and women. That was an experience. I had a, di- I had a dialogue with adults. I had to get super bumpy and train my face off or they would make fun of me and never let me back. Training his face off. You're not you're not finding Cole Reggins, are you? He's twenty five to one, actually. Twenty five to one. Okay, yeah. wow. he's, uh, that's it, actually a little better than I thought. We're tied with uh, Logan Gilbert, and then sandwiched between uh, Scooball and uh, like Dylan Cease. So there you wow. go. Mm. Pretty good value right there. I love it. Yes, go for it, J. Lou. Go uh-huh. for it now, because that I number is going to come down. Shark, your guy Gavin yes, Williams is a hundred to one. Gavin Williams, another guy who's a flamethrower, yep. and. Um, Let's hope that he's one of the big three this year. Let's hope they can stay Along healthy with, this uh, year with Biebs and uh, and Tristan. Yeah, absolutely. They those two guys need to stay healthy for sure. Uh, Donovan Mitchell makes twenty eight point one million dollars a year, okay. so he uh, made three hundred and forty three thousand last night in the Cavs' loss to Orlando. Didn't play, of course, because uh, you know Donovan likes to take a day or two <laughs> off every now and then. He competed in Saturday's three-point competition, and then he played in Sunday's All-Star game, and then came down with some kind of mysterious illness or what was reported as an uh, unspecified illness, so he didn't suit up. But couldn't have been too sick because as I'm watching the post-game show last night, Beamer, and uh, they're, they're talking to some of the players there in the locker room, well, there was Donovan. What the heck was he doing there? He's sick. It's contagious. Oh my gosh! So anyway, not At least an injury. He was, in the, he was in the building. <laughs> not not load management. Uh, just an undisclosed illness. And and I love Donovan Mitchell, but toughness not one of his biggest qualities. Uh, I am going to the Blue Jackets game tonight, Margaritaville night. Margaritaville night. I will not be wearing a flowery oh, Hawaiian shirt. I'm going to wear something Blue Jackets. Uh, I've only been to three games this season. They've lost all three, so I'm looking to pick up win number one this season tonight. And then I found this interesting. New figures from the gambling industry show America's casinos won more than $66 billion from gamblers in 2023. Not surprisingly, that Mm -hmm. was the industry's best year ever, 10% higher than 2022. Now, when revenue figures from tribal-owned casinos are released later this year, they're expected to show that overall, casino gambling brought in close to $110 billion. That's not... 
money gambled. That's money won by them. By, by, by the them. casinos. Yes. Yeah, that's the house. Yep. Despite oh, everybody oh, being man. able to place a bet on their you know mobile devices now, in-person gambling remains the bread and butter of the industry. Slot machines mm. brought in over $35 billion. I never <laughs> waste my money on slot no. machines. Table games brought in over $10 billion. Sports betting generated nearly $11 billion as Americans legally wagered nearly $120 billion. That's up 28% from the previous year. Records were set because five new sports betting markets became operational in 2023, including Ohio. Meanwhile, internet gambling generated about $6.2 billion. I would have thought that number would be a little higher. A little higher. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, anyway, Nevada remains the nation's top gambling market, $15.5 $15.5 billion in revenue. Pennsylvania is second. Interesting. $5.86 billion, followed by Atlantic City at $5.77 billion. Again, talking about casino gambling. Ohio comes in sixth place at $3.31 billion. As for internet gambling, the number one state, Michigan, hmm. followed by New wow. Jersey, and then Pennsylvania. So hmm. there you have it. Okay. Uh, we do like to spend our money. Is that from David Purdom of ESPN? Uh, no, this was from the Associated Press. Okay, yeah. I know that he puts together that, and every because he puts together it every month, Jensen, uh, and it always shocks me how much slots. bigger how much bigger the number is for slots than literally mm-hmm. everything yes. else. I mean, it's the it's number. My, think um, about it, though, guys. The game is available 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. And there's it's a price just, point for everybody who wants yes, to do it. I correct. just get... I mean, if I it's sit so down for boring. 10 minutes, it's just boring. And yeah. my wife yep. likes to play the slots. I I do not. I like the table. I like blackjack. That's yeah. my game. I like shooting Think dice. About, I like craps. Uh, dice is great. Uh, and, and again, people get intimidated by other players, too. Well, first of sure. all, not, yeah. not knowing the full extent of the percentages, the rules, the combinations. And... and you know the video poker the video slots are so easy on you like yeah. it's just at your pace too absolutely it is yeah walking up to a crap staple for the first time is a is a oh, daunting yeah. is a daunting up, experience yeah. walking up four deep walking yeah. up to a four deep like i'll like, jelly myself carve. in here yeah. come on baby <laughs> uh, what's got me juice i saw this i don't know how to confirm a story i'm not a journalist um but i i saw this from the daily mail which is over in the uk and it involves something here in Columbus, and the it's this by Jack uh, Gogan of the Daily Mail said, Man City set for two-week preseason tour of the United States this summer. Now, Manchester wow. City is an English Premier League team, and they come over to the States. We see big European teams do that a lot, and they go from different place to place. Um, now, the interesting part in this says Manchester City are, um, are also planning a longer preseason tour of the United States this summer and will face Chelsea as a part of a four-destination trip. Chelsea, also one of the big six clubs in England. Yep. Uh, the mm-hmm. Premier League champions are scheduled to play four friendlies, the other three against top European opposition. We don't know them yet. But Pep Guardiola's squad, who is Manchester City, the champions of Europe, the champions of England, uh, will are set to meet Chelsea in Columbus, Ohio. What? Uh, are what? Set to, so I'm guess, I guess this thing's at the horseshoe. So got to be. Uh, yeah, and there's no way they're going to put it at lower.com field. I don't know how to confirm a story <laughs> with Ohio State, but uh, the Daily Mail breaking some news that apparently, if this is true, Manchester City and Chelsea will be coming to Columbus, and I would imagine playing at the Horseshoe uh, oh as a pre- preseason friendly this year. Oh. So that's got me oh. juiced. Uh, I don't like either of those teams, Jensen, but yeah, I, know. <laughs> uh, I will... 
I will probably, the local economy. Yeah. The local economy is going to love both those teams. Absolutely, they will. So I will probably uh, be there. Speaking of some footy, Merry Christmas Eve to all who celebrate. President, General Manager of your Columbus Crew, Tim Bezbachenko, aka Prez Bez. He joins us. We'll talk some black and gold with him next. Morning juice, right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday morning to you. Still watching slow moving traffic on I 71 southbound just beyond I 670 because of a crash. Crews are working in the left lanes. Keep this in mind if you're coming in from the north side on I 71 southbound. Also, watching a disabled vehicle on the southeast side. The right lane is blocked on 33 westbound at I 270 northbound. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. A radio show hosted by two former football players. One slightly more successful than the other. You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark, Bob finishing out the Buckeye Cruise. He'll be back with us coming up here on Monday. Momentarily, we'll be joined by Prez Bez, President General Manager of your Columbus crew, Tim Bezbachenko. He's going to join the program. Cruise miss tomorrow. They will take on Atlanta in the curtain opener uh, over at the lower dot, lovely lower.com field uh, at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. AJ is going to join the program coming up here around 8.35. And again, we got a podcast if you want to take a listen to that. Great stuff from Austin. No Buckeye talk with him uh, a little bit earlier on. Just full-on Pinehurst Cup or I guess Talamore Cup with what was going on. Jackets insider Great. Jeff Sabota joined us in the 7 o'clock hour as well. And then Emeka Egbuka, he joined Bob uh, from the Buckeye Cruise for cancer earlier in the 6 o'clock hour. So tons of tons of great content uh, that we've had for you. And again, momentarily we'll be joined by Bez. And then at 8.35 we'll be joined by A.J. Hawk. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. I want to keep the president waiting for very long. Let's run through this rather quickly. Buckeye men's hoops last night went down to Minnesota 88-79. 17-game road-losing streak. That is a program record now. They're at Sparty on Sunday at 4 o'clock. Buckeye women's team, 82-69 victors over Penn State at the rec hall. Uh, Now, the interesting thing is that Indiana took down Iowa last night, so this game coming up against Maryland on Sunday on ESPN Columbus at 145. Our coverage begins uh, 2 o'clock tip time. If they win that game, they win a share of the Big Ten Championship. They win two out of the next three, Jensen. Uh, They are are solo Big Ten, outright Big Ten champions. So that's great news. And then you get the Jackets at home against the Sabres tonight, which is Margaritaville night, and Shark is going to dress appropriately and raid Paul Keel's closet um, and get some nice Hawaiian shirts. Uh, That is a 7 o'clock start for the Jackets over at Nationwide Arena. 6.30 coverage begins right here on the fan. Right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, Check in with the champion uh, himself. Bez, uh, we haven't got a chance to talk to you since you guys hoisted the cup. He is uh, Tim Bezpachenko, President General Manager of your Columbus crew. Uh, Just a congratulations to you. Before we talk about moving forward into this season, let's take a step backward and let's talk uh, about the game against LA and how that Mm. all went and the celebrations that went down. We had talked to the playoffs a lot 
lot uh, about the continued evolution in year number one under Wilfried Nancy, but it was on full display uh, over at Lower.com Field on that awesome Saturday night in December with you guys getting to hoist your second cup, being in charge of the crew, the third star going over the crest. Um, just what was that night, night like for you uh, and your guys' bez as then you've now gotten into the offseason here? Uh, yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me, guys. It's great to be back. Um, yeah, that night, it was a magical night. Um, I think it all came together in the way that it, it, it often never does in sports, where you have a plan and, and you're able to execute it at the highest level. And I think that credit goes to the players and for, to Wilfried for really uh, understanding what, what, what was required in the game. And then for people to make plays, players making plays, you know, when the brights are shining, the brightest, the lights are shining the brightest, and people are watching. Um, and I, th- and then for them to be able to execute, but it really came down to the atmosphere. I've never seen Lower.com yeah. Field as loud as it was, uh, from the TIFO to Wise Men to just all the traditions and elements really came together to create an incredible atmosphere. And if you go back five years, it's kind of what you know, fulfilling the vision of ownership in this city when when the when the team decided to stay. So um, it was it was fantastic, but you know that was, that was eleven weeks ago, <laughs> a short eleven weeks, and now we're uh, you know it's Christmas Eve as they call it, as our fans call it today, and, and we're excited about what's happening tomorrow. Tim, it's Jensen, and uh, yes, it, it is such a, a a great feeling and an opportunity to relish all the hard work uh, and and sacrifice that it gets to winning a title. Uh, but now you get a chance to to run it history, right? It hasn't been since the Galaxy in 2012 to go back to back, of course, with Concacaf now uh, in the middle of the schedule, and knowing that that has provided uh, some roadblocks for teams in the past. What's been the preparation like for the group and and with Wilfried and knowing that his his attack first mentality, which is so refreshing to watch and seeing how they want the ball, they want to take the fight to their opponent. What's been that preparation and and how have you tweaked things to try and go back to back? Yeah, so so obviously it's 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 not something you you focus on from the beginning. You're going back to back. What you want to do is just continually continue to pr- improve, right? Just get better. Um, we, we, last year was about implementing the style of play that you mentioned. And, you know, we were, we were roughly 500 about halfway through the year. And then it really started to click and, and, and players started to understand the vision from, from coach. And so, um, you know, we built momentum toward MLS cup and by winning MLS cup, it, it affords some, some opportunities for us, but also challenges. And so the opportunity is that as champions, we get to play in the champions cup against all the best and the champions from countries in North America, Central America, and the Caribbean in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And that will be played on Wednesdays, you know, in, in the spring. But with that, with those games come, you know, the schedule congestion and increased probability of injuries. And so for us, the challenge is how do we rotate, keep players fresh, rotate the, 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 the squad, uh, and give more people opportunities. And I think the last year that was one of the most exciting things about the roster that's not talked about a lot is all the players who moved up from Crew 2 to, to the first team. And, and we're going to see that pattern continue this year. Um, and then, and then obviously, uh, that opportunity and the challenge is um, it all comes together because we do want to play an inter-attacking style of play. We want to dictate the game with possession. And I think that's one of the most important things to think about it, when you're deciding whether or not to come down to, to lower.com field. He is Tim Bezbacheco, President General Manager of your Columbus crew with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You guys getting ready to uh, have the curtain raiser tomorrow against Atlanta uh, over at the dot. 
Bez. And, uh, you know, T-Bone and I were talking on our podcast this week about fixture congestion, which I'm sure it's a great <laughs> problem to have. You mentioned yeah. that you're in Champions Cup and then you guys uh, kind of shut things down in MLS, on the MLS side and go into Leagues Cup uh, here in the summertime when we get that going in July and August. Um, and Jensen asked you about roster construction, and I think it's important, but I would assume that you guys feel that you're in trophy acquisition mode right now uh, with the way that your current roster is constructed. Uh, is there any talk like before the season right now, what's going on about putting uh, kind of different eggs into different baskets as to what you're going to try to attain as far as the different competitions that you're playing in? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, we're going to compete in all the competitions. Yeah. We want to win every game that we're playing in. But, you know, it is challenging. It's not just regular season and Champions Cup. We also have U.S. Open Cup, which that format is still to be determined mm-hmm. with the Federation. And then we have League's Cup, where we break, uh, you know, mid-year like we did last year to go head-to-head against Liga MX teams. And then we have the All-Star Game in the middle that we're hosting at, at Lower.com Field. So there's so many things to look forward to. Um, but it is an incredible challenge to, to, to manage. And, and, and one of the most important things is to think about um, which players can come in and give 30 minutes, which players can come in and give a 45 minutes. And, and we call it a useful squad. So the definition is, is sort of how many players make up 80% of your minutes in a year. And if you look globally in Europe and South America, the best teams are using roughly 13 to 14 players uh, because it means that they probably they have fewer injuries and then they have a consistency in their lineup, right? Those are, those are, that's a competitive advantage. Well, with the congestion, we, we're starting to look at, hey, we're probably going to need 16, 17, maybe even 18 players in our useful squad, which means those players need to be ready. And so how do we prepare them? How do we, even when we don't have congestion, maybe at the beginning of the year, how do you, how do we start to work in some of the, the depth pieces that we have uh, on the bench? Tim, uh, I know this is more MLS-wide and a narrative coming into this year with the replacement referees. Uh, I know we've experienced this on the NFL side. Uh, There was a lot of bumpiness about it. Uh, Your expectations now, we saw it obviously uh, in the first match with Inter and, and, and where things are. How do you think this is going to play out? Should we expect this to be uh, for a bit of time here? Or do you think a resolution can come quicker? You know, I, I, I can't speak to, I, I'm not privy to the information that, you know, that's happening between pro and, and the uh, PRSA, but um, I hope it comes together quickly. You know, I, I, I do know that the league and pro have done a fantastic job of finding the replacement officials. You know, fortunate for us, this is a global game and there are officials around the world who, who, who are ready to, to, to step in. I think we have over 70 officials uh, that have played in, or not played, have officiated games at the highest level. So I know that we have people who are capable of putting on the match, but it's not the same when you when you have new officials that maybe the center ref has not officiated with the assistant referee on the sideline um, before because it's a new sort of group together, or they don't know the players and the tendencies of the players. I mean, that's something that, that builds up over time in, in years, frankly, for the understanding for the officials. So, you know, I, I, I'd be lying if I say I wasn't concerned, but I think I, I know pro and the league office has done a very good job of doing the best they can. And, and we'll see tomorrow. Do you ever sleep, Bez? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to, I, you know, I got kids at home and, and, and the other responsibilities that we, 
you got to find time to rest. It's really important, uh, especially because uh, this offseason was really, really short. <laughs> it, was, it was. I mean, we were talking about 11 weeks ago being at Old Lower yes. Field and, you know, hoisting yeah. the cup and everything that has gone on. And now you've got Champions Cup to worry about and you got Leagues Cup and you got the All-Star Game coming here. And, of course, MLS season begins tomorrow. I just <laughs> – there's so many things uh, that are on your plate right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we know that kind of every league in the world is, is reactive. And I think uh, Coach Nancy took the league by storm last year with his play style. Um, is is he ready? And I'm sure that he's got multiple pages or tricks up his sleeve uh, to be able to kind of combat the style that he's going to see uh, imposed against him this year with this with this crew. Yeah, we talked a lot about that, right? We we do believe a lot of teams will sit back in a low block against us, which is you know I, I guess it's, it's it's flattering in a way. Um, but our challenge will be how do we break down teams where we have. Um, you know, possession of the ball from the majority of the game. I mean, I think we're, the, we're the, well, we certainly were the highest in the league last year. We were, had led the league in scoring. We led the league in expected goals, expected assists. So, so teams know, especially when they come to low.com field, that we're going to have the ball. We're going to be on the front foot. And so many teams will sit back on us. So the question is, how do we adapt to that? How do we find solutions um, in different areas of the park? You know, it, it, you go wide and create, you know, numerical superiority. Are you going to, kind of bait them uh, in our buildup so that we can get behind that front line of their forwards and midfielders to, 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 to then go directly to goal. You know, I, Wilfried and the coaches have a number of options that they're looking at, but, but that's going to be the biggest challenge. And you, don't, and you see that around the world. You know, the best teams in the league, you know, in England, in the Premier League, if you're playing Man City, the teams just sit back and then they try to counter against you. So, um, we, you know, we're going to have to figure it out. And, 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 you know, tomorrow will be an interesting game because yeah. Atlanta – on paper, and we know we saw them in the playoffs last year. Fantastic team, extremely talented, have one of the best players in the league in Almeida. And so, you know, it, tomorrow's probably not a game that that, good, that, that a team's going to sit back, so I think it'll be a fun one for the fans. But I think a lot of teams will. Yeah, it's going to be great. Bez, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for giving us uh, some of that time uh, with us as we get ready here on Christmas Eve uh, and the curtain raiser tomorrow uh, on Christmas against Atlanta. Appreciate it, Bez. Great stuff as always. Uh, get some rest if you can, and we'll check in again soon, all right? All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Go there, crew. Absolutely. There he goes, Tim Bezbachenko, President General Manager of your Columbus crew with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. He's got a lot on his plate. Sure does. does. On his plate right now. Great stuff. Two o'clock start uh, over at lower.com field. Sold out, by the way, as our season tickets. So get on the wait list because it's uh, one of the best shows that we got going here in Columbus. The NCAA, they continue to take one step forward and many steps backwards. That's next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now, no crashes to let you know about across central Ohio, but we're definitely seeing a foggy commute for your Friday, especially on the northwest side. 33 moving a little bit slower, coming in from the Marysville Plain City area. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stucker. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. Hi, J. Lou, filling in. A late relief for the general. Mm-hmm. He's sailing the 
Hi, so he's in the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. He'll be back with us. The ocean Blue. On yes. Monday. I wonder where they're at right now. Well, Friday destination. I know they had the midweek exit point, uh, which AJ uh, opted to hop off the boat and then come back here to Columbus. I wonder what's on their uh, their itinerary It'd be great where they're at today. If they had a Santa tracker for Buckeye Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Not sure how much uh, web traffic you get for that, but... Uh, yeah, who knows? I would uh, I would use it right now. So there would be at least there would be one person uh, that would be able to do that. Let's see. Let's look at the itinerary, shall we? Okay. Uh, with what's going on here. Uh, By the way, are you a cruise guy? Um. All right. So I went on one. I've been on one cruise in my entire life. Okay. And I've been on none. Just to throw it shark. Out. Lo- By the way, Shark is the our cruise expert. Him, him and Bob. Okay. So Shark, when he is when he retires, Jensen, about seventeen months from now. Uh, 17 months from a couple of weeks ago, Shark, uh, you can hop on the microphone and, and describe this, but when Shark retires, he is fl- yeah. you are flying to Europe. Yes. And Ooh. you're taking a cruise around Europe and then cruising oh. back across the Atlantic to the States. Transatlantic oh. cruise. Yeah, it's like 15 days. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go the route the Titanic took, or are they? No, we're not that going uh, North okay. Atlantic. Okay. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I I do love cruising. I've been on seven of them, and um, I like it a lot better than my wife. And so I'm having a hard time talking <laughs> yeah. her into taking this transatlantic cruise. She's but like, your brother's okay, going on it with my you, brother. Right? Will go on with me, and I'll I'll. I'll Okay. Find a couple more passengers, and I th- really think I'll talk Jan into it before okay. it's all said and done. But yeah, that's the first trip I'm taking uh, on my retirement. It. So the uh, right. the Buckeye Cruise is porting today uh, at Fort Lauderdale. Porting. So they'll, they'll, oh. they'll be back at port. Uh, they were in Freeport in the Bahamas yesterday, so they're, it mm. looks like they're making their way back uh, to Fort Lauderdale. As uh, like I said, Bob will be back uh, coming up on Monday. I went on one cruise, Jensen. This was a guys a handful of years ago now. I think I was still in college, maybe like a 2013, 2014. Uh, probably. So we went in the months of December, uh, either December or January. I can't remember. And we did, uh, Grand Cayman and Cozumel, uh, I think were, oh. the, were the two, uh, landing destinations. And it was with my entire family. So it was with, uh, my one aunt, my two uncles, um, you know, my, my cousins, uh, and then my grandma and grandpa were with me and my mom. Um, so it was with my entire family, and it's great because, you know, we don't get to spend that much time as, like, an entire family together. Yeah. We'll do, you know, Memorial Day, Memorial Day mm-hmm. weekend, 4th of July, like, stuff like that. Uh, but rarely do we ever get to spend that much time together. Um, and so they were, all went on, you know, these excursions. And one of the excursions was out to, like, swim with the stingrays, uh, I think. And I don't know if that was in Cozumel or if that was in Grand Cayman. I'm not necessarily sure. But they were all into doing the excursions. I'm like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And they're like, what do you mean you don't want to do that? Like, you're the only only one of the family that doesn't want to go. I'm like, I'm good. I pass. Like, no, I'm, I'm all right. And we were, down, we were down in Cozumel and I don't know what they were all doing that day, but they're like, all right, well, I don't know what you're going to do during this four or five hours that we're <laughs> off doing things X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I'm sure I'll figure something out. Buddy, when I tell you, I had the best bit of respite from our vacation that we were currently on. I went down, we were in Cozumel, and I think I had like 40 U.S. dollars on me, like cash. Okay. Uh, right. I got a sixer of Corona Light, and I parked my butt on a beach and just sat there and watched the waves all day. <laughs> I was by myself. I was like 22 years old, just sitting there like I was <laughs> Shark's age. 
some 63-year-old man just out there by myself with a cruise. It was the best part of that cruise. And then I figured to myself, I'm like, well, why would I go on cruises if I'm just enjoying being at Port Moore? Like, if I am just enjoying these cities, why not just fly to the city and stay on land? So that was the conclusion that I came to. Uh, I had nothing against the cruise. I had a fantastic time. But my favorite parts were when we were on land and I was on the beach. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll just do that in the future. So we've been looking at them, and, and Shark, chime in uh, uh, one way or another on, on what we're kind of looking at. Uh, Michelle's parents are big cruisers. Uh, they they go on a couple each year, I believe. They're retired as well. And we were looking, because like, I don't want to be on the super big boats. Like no. I don't want to be around 4,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like the, the Viking-esque ones were smaller. Like We just don't want to have to keep you know, moving our bags and, and crap. We like the multiple destinations. We're like, all right, hey, it's like a hotel room on the water. Yeah. We get off, we go a couple of places get back on go to another place like that that would be if we were going to do it if i was going to do it that would be the the route that i would want to go yeah you know those new royal caribbean ships icon it's like 7500 passengers it's a floating city i can't imagine what that's like trying to get off and get on because there's so much security and everything else i like the ones with you know there's there's still 300 big ships they're no they're like 2500 passengers and maybe 900 crews something like that um i i really like the southern caribbean cruises where you fly into san juan and then you they've got better destinations down there in the in the southern caribbean you know aruba and curacao and some of those places bonaire Um, bonaire yep uh, all those Netherlands countries. Yeah. Um, St. Kitts is down there. That's a nice one. But, yeah, I, I'm with you, Jensen. I don't want to go on a big mega ship. <laughs> Would you be interested in doing, like, one of the Antarctic cruises? Um, uh, the fact that they cost, like, 14000 <laughs> per person oh, that's nothing for turns you. me off. I am interested in doing, like, a riverboat cruise in in uh, Europe, like down the Danube or something yes. like that, yeah. Vienna and Budapest and yeah. some of those, and and I will do that uh, in a couple of years. Will we ever get on to the uh, the Alaskan cruise? Will we make yes. our way up there yes. to the Pacific I, Northwest? I've always wanted to do it, and Jan said, "No, I don't want to go on a ship with a bunch of old people." And I said, <laughs> "Well, honey, we're, we're getting old." She said, "I'll do it in retirement." <laughs> God so just a couple of years then. Yes. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, but yeah, Jensen, for my money, I, I'm a, I'm just a more of a, I will travel to the city and park myself on a beach kind of a guy. Okay. But, uh, if you do like the flow, I mean, they're great. Like they're pretty awesome. You can eat and drink whatever you want, whenever you want. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, they've got casinos like on the boats yes. too. Uh, my yeah, mom got super hot at the casino crap stable one time. I'm pretty sure made this one guy like over like 15 grand. Damn. And, uh, <laughs> the guy at the, at the end of the night when she got, I mean, she was rolling for like an hour and a half. I mean, she was just on like an all time tipped her. Like an, yeah. he did like $500. Okay, yeah. Boy. Yeah. It was a, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice evening of work and I'm pretty sure it like paid for our entire vacation for me <laughs> and beautiful. her both. So, uh, uh, that was pretty nice. And my uh, my uncle, who is uh, Shark, probably around your age, maybe a little bit older, um, went to the nightclub and danced to a T Pain song. And that forever we are able to hold over his head as blackmail. So uh, I guess things that uh, happen in Vegas stay in Vegas. Things that happen on a cruise come back. 
from the cruise. And uh, that's just like our guy, AJ Hawk. He is back and he joins us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Friday morning to you. We are tracking a foggy commute for you, especially on the northwest side of town. Also watching a crash on 315 northbound. The right lane is blocked in those northbound lanes beyond Bethel Road because of a crash that crews are on the scene of. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails a show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. Everything our guy, AJ Hawk. I, maybe he had too many of those Arnie Palmies uh, that Schlegs was <laughs> tipping back. Uh, again, and I don't know why he did that again. Uh, that seemed like it was going to be a one-and-done situation from last year. Oh, that boy. it wasn't going to be a necessarily a let's go back to the well and going to make this a drink, but I think it's sure. probably just longstanding tradition now uh, for him to go back to the well on that and to mix the white wine with the red wine and call it an Arnie Palmy. Uh, maybe he had, maybe he had too many of those, or maybe he didn't get off the boat. Maybe he got trapped. I have no idea. Uh, it feels like a white lotus situation. Uh, <laughs> don't want, don't want to bury uh, anybody who hasn't seen the second season of it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, that, that was my, fr- is that bad? That was my first reaction. Uh, no, no, two? that's probably appropriate with what I imagine goes on, uh, on this ship. Yeah. <laughs> How, again, did and, you, were you more, did you like season two better or did you like season one? You know, both have their unique flavors, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, I think season two, just with the debauchery, uh, that happens it was, both on, it's on land and on yeah. sea. Um, Sydney Sweeney in season number one, though. Couple of couple of fraud lines in season two <laughs> that uh, yeah. they they knew what they're doing. The hustle is real. Uh, just I'll leave it at that because anyone who hasn't seen it would highly recommend. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I did see so uh, Glenn Powell right because he's from Maverick. Yeah, and Sydney Sweeney the uh, rom com. So I saw this in Arizona. We got rained out for one of the days of fantasy camp. So Michelle and I. Uh, went to the movies. I haven't seen a rom com in a theater probably since college, yeah. maybe. Okay. Um, and it, uh, what's the 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 title? It was like anyone but you or whatever that uh, that movie is. It was actually okay, but I, I I know I know where you're going on the Sydney Sweeney track. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think she's hosting SNL this week, or was on SNL, or maybe she was on SNL last week. I think it's Shane yeah. Gillis this week. Which uh, correct? I would be very much looking forward to. All right, we got our guy back from the seven seats. A man with many career achievements. Leading tackler in Centerville football history. Leading tackler in Green Bay Packers history. Still afraid of Larry Knopfsinger. And the crowning achievement, the third member of the Island Boys, A.J. Hawk. Sponsored by FanDuel, the exclusive online sportsbook partner of Morning Juice. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash juice. And that's the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Checking with A.J. Hawk. Back from the Buckeye Cruise. Age, we were just talking... Uh, Maybe your disappearance and your missing appearance uh, would have to do something with you partaking in too many Arnie Palmies uh, from Schlegs. Was that the case or not? 
Uh, no, it was uh, unfortunately not. I did get to watch Schlegs uh, night one there, start uh, you know letting the waiters and waitresses know that hey, he wants both red and white in the same glass. So it seemed to be a big hit, and he, he called it Schlegs act like it was his own like little sangria. So I think we may he may be onto something there. Hey AJ, it's Jensen. Uh, is there a possible marketing future for this drink? Like, can I get to the local Giant Eagle or something to be able to have this? I, I think you're, I think you're right there for a chance to make millions. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I taste it. It's it's okay. It's not my favorite thing. I'm not a, a huge wine guy, but you never know. There's something for everybody, right? There's got to be yes. a, a large group of people that would enjoy mixing red wine, white wine. And I guess you try to figure out what's the proper. Like, is it 60, 40 red to white? What do you do there? I think you have to ask Schlegs. I'm sure he has it all laid out. Yeah, is it a 90-10 white to red split? Like, what's going on? He, when we need to get him in the lab uh, to be able, be able to figure that out. What was your favorite part so far? And I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of stories from Bob. Uh, as you hopped off in the midweek exit point, uh, he was continuing on the Buckeye Cruise. He'll be back with us on Monday. Uh, but just your favorite part this year, Age, on what was, uh, what number, I don't know what number this was for you. I know that Schlegs was on 17. Yeah, I believe this was 16. I missed one year uh, for one of my kids being born, but it, it was awesome, man. Like, the whole cruise, obviously, is amazing. The, the people that go on there that we've gotten to see, you know, year after year, some of them you only see once a year on the cruise, but you feel like you're super close friends with them because you've been doing that for so long and your whole life, like, revolves around different events for it. So uh, that was awesome, but there was – where did we get off? Uh, Grand Turk in the Turks and Caicos. We were out. We went snorkeling. We went out on this big catamaran deal, and we jumped and we we snorkeled in an area that was really cool and like it was probably thirty or forty feet deep. And then bam, there was like a reef or a cliff, and it dropped to seven thousand feet. And so, just a straight dark hole, and you could see the light, like how the, the sun would go through the the water to, to get travel super far down. Like it was cool to watch and watch some of the local guys that were working the boat. They'd swim down 30 or 40 feet with a bag of like Ruffles chips and let them out a little bit at a time. And these fish would follow these guys around and they seemed like they were down there three or four minutes on their own with no, you know, just took a breath at the surface. So it was, it, it was a cool experience. It really was. Yeah, AJ, it reminds me of uh, the Molokini Crater uh, in, in Wailea and Maui uh, for people that can never get out there. it's You can look straight down, like 100 feet straight down like, like a that pane would of scare, glass. I feel like that would like scare me seeing a reef and then the very like drop off to the edge of the ocean like i don't the i depths. feel like yeah i feel like that would terrify <laughs> me a little bit yes yes it would uh aj i i know that i i told brandon this earlier that it's there's so many unique personalities on this trip and and you've been a veteran now of uh nearly two decades is there a, a trip you remember um, maybe in the last four or five years where it was the collection of former guys active buck guys coaches staff is there one that really stands out for you here in the last four to five years? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the last couple years, there's been, because the whole NIL situation, current guys are allowed to come on the boat. And seeing those guys come on and probably don't really have much of an idea at all of what they're getting into and like what <laughs> it even is. And seeing them kind of just slide right in like they've been there forever and they just seem so mature and I, I look at them at how young they are uh, there's a, like, a group of eight guys I believe on the boat this year and they're, they're just impressive humans they really are like how they handle themselves and how they go about their business like Bobby and Schlegs and I are talking and like if we were in college 
and we got thrown on the Buckeye cruise, like it probably would not have been a great outcome. Like we would not have handled <laughs> ourselves very well. I think we would have lost our minds a bit just in how fun and cool everything is and hopefully we would have wouldn't have broken too many things and wouldn't have gotten in trouble but man i just think it's it's impressive how mature these guys are but the trips are awesome bobby bobby will probably reference it at some point bobby my brother and myself went to uh when we were in jamaica we just we just didn't do anything with the, the cruise ship like no excursions and we just found a local guy that drove us to this weird waterfall thing up in like the mountains and he stayed, this guy stayed with us all day, and we did these cool, like, jumping off waterfalls, cr- crawling down these whole rock faces. And then he took us to eat at some local Jamaican spot, some jerk chicken, some of my favorite stuff. Like, my brother and me and Bobby, we still talk about that a lot, and that was probably six, seven years ago. So there's a lot of experiences like that, I think, that when you look back on it, you realize how cool it was. He is AJ Hawk with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, do you think Tress would have allowed you guys to go uh, on that Buckeye cruise? Because I can... No chance. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've heard from you know the current Buckeyes, because Bob got them for interviews, and we've been hearing uh, from them throughout the week. And you're right. I mean, they're so mature, and they, they're so locked in, and they're getting up in the morning, and they're going to work out, and they understand that Mick, like when they get back, is not going to take uh, any prisoners on them or Schlegs, who is on the cruise with them, who is currently, you know, working as an Ohio State uh, Ohio State staffer on the strength and conditioning staff. But like you hear these guys talk, AJ, and it's like, boy, like you are super grown up, and uh, yeah, just it's 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 super impressive uh, with what they're doing. Oh, it really is. Like, and with all that they have to deal with, it was it's just awesome to get to know them a little bit and talk to them. Just yeah, like if if we were going on that thing back in the day. While we were still playing, yeah, we would have gotten up and worked out still at five thirty, six in the morning, but we would probably would have been going to bed at four forty five. <laughs> so we wouldn't have gotten much sleep. We would have just gone straight there from whatever we were doing. So these guys that was not the case. I was seeing I was seeing those guys come out of the weight room every single morning, seeing them in there and then Schlegs walks in and starts slapping them around a little bit and you know, Schlegs is working his daughter and his friend out, out there in the weight room. Like it's it's a cool experience to see how everyone interacts. AJ, last one for me, buddy. Always appreciate you taking the time. Uh, if, if you could pick a guy, and, and I know it's a, it's a wide swath of, of former players, but a guy in your mind that has not been on a Buckeye cruise to this point that would either be the life of the party or would just like bring groups together, is there a guy in mind that, that perhaps we could recruit? Cool. Good question. So, like the... The guy who's the greatest MC and brings people together better than anyone I've ever seen is Ryan Miller. I'm sure you've heard yeah. about how Ryan yeah. Miller, he was hosting the, the beer tasting event the other day, and just I just stood back and just watched in amazement at how awesome <laughs> he was at reading a room, reading a crowd, getting everybody juiced. Um, but, you know, like I know he doesn't coach there anymore. He coached for Wisconsin. But what about Luke Fickle? If Luke came on the boat, he's not the most, like, outgoing guy. But Luke's a dude that you, everyone just gravitates towards him, and you want to get to know him, you want to talk to him, you want him to give you more. I think Luke would be awesome. Now, I don't know if that's ever in the cards. I know he's got 15 kids, and he doesn't coach <laughs> Ohio State anymore, but I think Luke would be the man on that thing. Uh, how about either a Steve Carell as Michael Scott from The Office against a Rob Riggle, party boat captain on Great Wall and Pompac during the booze <laughs> cruise? How about either one of those guys? Oh, well, we so funny you say that. We were on this big catamaran there's like 150 people probably on this big old thing and these there's like five captain guys there's a captain and like five or six guys working the boat 
and Bobby even said, Bobby's like, oh, he's the, here's the party captain, Rob, <laughs> Rob Riggle over here. The guy was playing music, and the captain's playing music and dancing, and that's the first thing we thought of, and Bobby made that reference. Yeah, that's terrific. Age, always appreciate the time. Glad to know you got back safe. Uh, recover this weekend, buddy, and we'll check in again soon, all right? All right, thanks, guys. There he goes. AJ Hawk with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Going to reveal our fan poll next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a happy Friday to you. Right now, we are tracking a foggy commute and one crash out there. The right lane is blocked on 315 northbound just beyond Bethel Road because of a crash. Crews are working to clear up right now. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Sagarwal. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. Wrapping things up here, a little Friday edition of the program. Brandon Beam, Jensen Lewis, Mark the Shark, and we here on The Juice are brought to you by our good friends. Over at Affinity Whole Health, a leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them online over at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Uncle Bo and the boys will be up until noon when we're finished with things. And I just got to say, I don't know if they're going to have a surprise first guest today really? like they did yesterday mm. but oh. it was uh you know they started the show off and you know they have threes right yesterday was it? <laughs> yeah they have oh. you know new opens for bishop and friends compared to bishop and laurenitis and i heard the bishop and laurenitis open and i'm like wait a minute what what's going on with that what's going on with that thing and then like james was just right there and it was, <laughs> it was uh it was great so i don't know if they're gonna open up the show uh, yeah. Like I said, with with another guest, uh, but they are planning to have Timmy May on the the goat uh, at ten thirty three, and then it's a uh, it's a Jody day. Jackets obviously back home at Nationwide Arena tonight, Margaritaville night. Uh, Jody's going to join the program coming up here at eleven thirty three. Talk some Buckeye men's basketball, keeps Buckeye women's basketball uh, as well. So great stuff from Uncle Bo and the boy, Uncle Bo and the boys. Uh, like I said, coming up until noon when we're done here uh, approaching. Shark, why are we listening to this song? It's uh, like an all-Grammys day today, uh, 2003. So 21 years ago today, Nora Jones won Grammy for Best Song. Don't know why, and then we're going to follow Don't that up with... Don't know why. That's the name of the song, Don't Know Why. Uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't know, I, I, didn't know, I didn't know it was... That was That's what it was called. That is so pro. Yeah, and then we're right uh, following that up <laughs> Change with... Up. Uh, Theme from A Star is Born, Barbara Streisand, who won the Grammy on this date in 1978. Did Gaga win it for her uh, reprise role? Uh, she probably did. I, it was a different song, obviously, yeah. that, that Gaga sang, but I'm I'm pretty sure that would have would have won it, what, five years ago? I told you, I, I watched that for the first time last year. Like it was, it was the first time I had ever seen any of the A Star Is Born oh, movies. So you didn't know how it was. I had no end. clue how it was going to uh, end. Yeah. And um, it's good. <laughs> it's sad, uh, but no, it's it's very good. I I would not describe that Jensen as as you were before we talked to AJ as a rom com. Uh, there mm-hmm. are some comedic elements to it. There are a lot of romantic elements to it. But I would call that a. Um, does Shakespeare have the term a tragedy? Uh, I would call that one a Shakespearean tragedy more than a rom com front. Every time I hear this song, I immediately think of Ted. 
Okay. For people that remember the Nora Jones, a cameo in Ted. I haven't seen Ted in a long time. Oh, with yeah, uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg yeah. yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mila Kunis. Um, right. Yeah, it could be one of her most attractive roles, just as far as her versatility. And then. Forgetting Sarah uh, Marshall is another great oh, Mila, God, yeah. Mila Kunis. Absolutely. Movie. Yes. I imagine you, um, like, that's what you're dealing with when you were talking to AJ about, you know, being on uh, Hawaii and going to that crater. I just, whenever I hear Hawaii, I immediately think of forgetting, forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Uh, what's remarkable is some of the scenes in that movie, like you compare, like, oh my God, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty pretty neat. I was yeah. in the bathroom with all the pictures on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to grab that picture and take it down. Why did you truth do that? Be, you yeah, truth be told, though, I mean, and I did venture off my first couple of times going there just to see what, uh, or, or meet a, a local spot and, and get the flair. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, once you get away from the Gold Coast, like, yeah, <laughs> that's what you're getting into. Uh, by the way, so we talked earlier uh, about this story coming from the Daily Mail, and I did see our good friend Patrick Murphy uh, of Bucknuts uh, write this story about Manchester City and Chelsea coming to Ohio Stadium. So take that as what you will, but it, it appears that some gigantic uh, European soccer clubs are coming to Ohio Stadium this summer. I don't know a date on that. I have no clue. Uh, it's going to be sometime probably in the lead up to their season. So let's say like middle end of August. Uh, that's when we're going to get that bad boy. But that's a pretty awesome little event that we're going to get here in the summertime in Columbus as we continue uh, to use the horseshoe. We got the news last week or, or earlier this week, the confirmation of it uh, from the Blue Jackets that we're, of course, going to get the stadium series with the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets playing there next March. Now we got City and Chelsea coming to the horseshoe. Like all kinds of good stuff here happening. It's all pointing up for Columbus, J-Lo. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, I can't wait. Uh, by the way, happy Christmas to you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, excited to see uh, the title defense, uh, and and let's break that little curse there of uh, the Galaxy in 2012. Uh, I realize Champions uh, Champions Cup there is going to be. I, I love the the soccer terminology. You and I share an affinity for it, uh, where it has felled teams yes. in the past. Yes, you know, it's just <laughs> it's wonderful vocabulary, and I I usually will write down a few to intermingle in mm-hmm. in my own TV uh, lingo. So. It's just great. I've said this for a while. I think you'll agree with me. I would love a crossover weekend where we get the uh, European soccer uh, announcers to do a baseball game. Oh, it'd be great. I just think it would be phenomenal listening experience. They have to understand the rules first. (laughs) Even if they don't. Even if they don't, to to hear the banter between them of of not understanding it and trying to depict what's going on, I would love it. They also, too, have a... uh, Baseball announcers and soccer announcers have this in common, where they let the noise play the game out itself and I always yeah, admire I always admire that. Like you can't do it in basketball and football and hockey because there's so much action in there. But yeah. soccer and baseball, you got a little time. You got some respite. Like let let the game breathe mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Before we get out of here today, our daily fan poll sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. What will be the result of the cruise season opener tomorrow against Atlanta? Win, a loss, or draw? That's gonna be three points for the big dogs. Uh, I'll guarantee you that. I'm I'm with that. Yep. Absolutely. Raise a banner and let's let's get a dub. J. Lou, had so much fun this week, buddy. What do you say we do it again sometime in the future if they allow us? You good with that? Very much so. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Sharky, always great to be with you guys. We'll talk soon. There he goes. Jensen Lewis with us. Bob will be back on Monday. Uncle Bo and the boys, they are up next.
Like I said, we're back live on Monday morning, recapping all things from the Buckeye Cruise with the General. Everybody have a great weekend. Talk to you then. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Friday morning to you. Still tracking a foggy commute for you, and one crash out there that is on 315 northbound, the right lane blocked, just beyond Bethel Road in those northbound lanes. Keep that in mind if it is a part of your Friday morning commute. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwald. This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN Bet. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Updating the college football national championship odds for 2025. Georgia remains the favorite by ESPN Bet at plus 360. Ohio State has the second best odds at plus 425. Texas comes in at 8-1. to Bama and Oregon are both 12-1. to You can find Michigan with the eighth best odds at 16-1. to And Penn State's 30-1. to For your ESPN Bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Podcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.